Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Kato Kimia. Man, that man needs to leave Noah. Stat. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. And uh, we got a big show today. We're you know kind of cramming a lot of stuff in for various reasons. Uh, our schedule got ripped up into tiny pieces and thrown in the Tiber. So we uh, <laughs> weren't intending to have such a giant episode, but, you know, some some things happened, you know, and here we are. But uh, before we get into the show, I just have to say, you know, um, we lost somebody uh, this weekend. You know, uh, we lost uh, referee Sean Patrick O'Brien, who was a very, very good friend of mine. And one of the most well-loved people in professional wrestling period um you know it, he he passed away on on friday night and uh it's been a rough weekend guys so you know uh bear with me you know i'm i'm a little out of it and not quite up to my professional standard that i usually would be so i hope you guys will just uh go along with me but uh sean was on our show uh he loved podcasts so much man and, uh, you know, he always wanted to be on my podcast and I had him on many times the other shows that I had. And so I had to have him on, you know, the Never Open podcast. And as soon as he, you know, had a spot where it would work out, he refed a match versus Suzuki. I knew that was time. So back in our archives, there was an interview with Sean about refing the Suzuki match. And uh, if you listen to that, you'll get a little idea of who this wonderful man was that uh, has left us. Damn straight. Uh, yeah, he was absolutely absolutely delightful to talk about. Uh, talk talk to. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how to transition away from that, so I'll just do our quick professionalism stuff. And uh, that is, if uh, people want to contact us, they can. We are on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy Two EB. Mister Guy is at Drews of a Tweet, and collectively we are at Never Open Pod. If you want to send written or voice emails. You can do that, neveropenpod at gmail.com. We have a Teespring store, uh, so uh, if you feel like looking never as fuck, uh, shoot us some Monet. Uh, you can do that. I won't do the EMP thing right now. Uh, doesn't feel right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Also, uh, Jay, uh, we love you, but uh, the next next episode, we'll do the diary. We've got five shows. Sorry. <laughs> just, just want to put <laughs> yeah. that at the start. But uh, yeah. yeah, we got too many shows to cover today, so uh, we're going to be flying through some of the tag matches, but we'll make sure to tell you all about anything important that happened. But uh, speaking of important shit, Luke, there were some announcements this week. Uh, some of you know, one of them will be uh, talking about during the body of the show, but one of them happened before we recorded last. What's going on? Really? What was it? Forbidden Door 2. Oh, that's right. See, we were supposed to record last week, everyone, but I was sounding like a robot because my internet was shit, and that's why we're doing five episodes. But yes, uh, it's in June, I, I do believe, and we are getting Forbidden Door 2, which is a no-brainer because of the success of the last one. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I, yeah, uh, Andy's probably looking forward to half of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, last year I watched it in a movie theater, so hopefully that option will be available again. That was really fun, and that way I don't have to pay 50 bucks for a stupid pay-per-view. But, um, you know, wrestlers are excited, obviously. The fans are excited. Everybody's wanting to call their shot. 
because, you know, this is a, a big chance to, you know, open the forbidden door and wrestle somebody that you've always wanted to wrestle. So uh, Desperado, you know, he's asked for Pentagon Jr. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. Look that up to my veins. Uh, look, I'd love that match. I'd also like to see Pentagon versus anyone in New Japan. Uh, I, I just, yeah, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. So that would be amazing. And of course, everyone's going like, oh, we want Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool too. I'd, I'd love that. But uh, yeah, so Forbidden Door is happening. And uh, uh, hopefully, Tony Khan is a better uh, booker slash uh, manager type dude behind the scenes than the guy behind Noah. Because uh, I don't want to see a Carter beat AEW's champion in no fucking 14 minute squash match. Oh, that would suck. <clears throat> so yeah. Kimia, he got beat by by Okada soundly, you know, like he was a young boy basically. Yep. Um, and then he lost his next title defense. That's... Yes, welcome to GHC Gold, Mr. Jake Lee. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was great and he deserved the title and stuff like that, but. Man, what, way to bury your young star that's been with the company for years, uh, you know, and give it to an all Japan guy. But uh, all right, it is. Uh, I'm sure it is amazing. And uh, Ian was telling me it sucked on the Tweety last night. So yeah. maybe, maybe uh, you know, Kiyomiya just has nuclear heat with Noah. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I mean, that's like the only explanation I can come up with for this. It's like, I. You know, it, I, I don't know. This is all mind boggling to me. Maybe he's injured or something like that. It's just this doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. You know, that's one thing that, you know, we really haven't we don't watch Noah every week. We just kind of hear what happens. And, you know, there's guys we like and stuff like that. And I, I'm always boggled by Noah's booking decisions. They just don't seem to make any sense at all, like ever. So um, maybe this is just normal shit for them. It just is kind of sad for Kiyomiya. Good Lord. I think I know what he did to cause nuclear heat, Mr. Andy. He he committed the cardinal sin in Noah of being under 40. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. All right, then. So I'm ready. To, I'm ready to roll. And we are uh, night seven at the uh, ATM ME arena thing and uh you know i i feel like mr mr guy should definitely cover the main event tonight so i might get you to start tonight seven if that's that's, that's oh, all right with you sure sounds good to me um we are back in the concrete submarine belly you know which is uh how kind of how i like to describe a few of these venues that are like these concrete monstrosities but uh I don't have any other facts about it for you guys. I have a, I think I have some stuff later. We'll see. But uh, our opening match is Kenta and Chase Owens versus Oscar Lube and Ren Narita. So um, Bullet Club, they do a little fuck your leg on Oscar Lube. He gets some comebacks, but in the end, he gets pinned by Chase, which is sad. Um, and Kenta, he, 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 <laughs> him and some hilarious parents force children in the front row like basically to greet Kenta with a two suite, but they're just terrified. And <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that. I like the ongoing thing too, that we'll see on various nights of uh, 
El Fantasmo telling a kid to take his LIJ hat off before the two suite happens. So, so that's always making me laugh. And next, we have Shooter Umino and Tamatonga versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Kosai Fujita. I thought it was pretty great. Uh, <clears throat> dude, oh, we're going to talk about their, their singles match, but the Zack Sabre Jr. Shooter previews have been awesome. And uh, Shooter has, like, Shooter always comes out with glow sticks, and this is the night where I wrote, like, you've got the wrong music for glow sticks, dude. If you got a, <laughs> if you got a theme tune like Naito's, yeah, glow sticks would probably work for that. That's all right. It's it's fine. But, uh, look, Tamatonga, uh, I, I complain about this on this night, but uh, on another night he actually does a really good one. But, uh, yeah, he does, like, one of the worst Scorpion Deathlocks I've ever seen. And then... Uh, yeah, Vegeta gets some amazing near falls on the Never Champ, but guns done, and uh, yeah, Tama wins, of course. It's interesting, you know. We're gonna talk about two wrestlers, you know, in this tournament who have changed factions recently and have kind of changed some things. Maybe some things they haven't changed. It's just interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, we're still Tama Tonga still doing the gun stun, still doing all this stuff. Yes. Man, I just, I just really think he doesn't just need a fresh coat of paint. He's like a new engine, new tires, the whole deal, you know, um, just my opinion, you know, I just Do wish, well. you know, oh, I just wish he, he, uh, you know, wish he had different stuff to do and wasn't, you know, still doing the bullet club stuff, even though he isn't in it. I really like Tama and I really want to love Tama. Uh, your, your theme tune needs to change because it still says Cutthroat Era. I mean, Jay White's not even in the company anymore. Also, uh, uh, gun stun attempt, gun stun attempt, gun stun attempt. Yeah. Why are you doing a move called gun stun when you're in Hontai now? Change the name or change the move. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit it's, of a dead horse that was beaten, but yeah, exactly. It, you know, this started not that long ago. It kind of started towards the beginning of the pandemic or maybe mid-pandemic where – you know, Tomatonga was getting the gun stun blocked all the time, but what he would like in the way where he goes down, like it's a stunner. I hate that. I that. It's so bad. It's just, it's so anticlimactic. And like, you can hear the crowd go, Oh, you know, like they don't go, Oh, they go, Oh, like, Oh, that looked weird. I just, I don't get that. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So next loop, we have Taichi and Taka. It's Taka Taichi mania. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, show and Pimpy from House of Torture. Just four guys. They're out together. So what, Luke? So what? But uh, <laughs> they attack and uh, take control. And Show attacks Kanemaru and Doki with the Suntory bottle. And um, I had to uh, poop, and I missed the end of the match. All right. So Taka loses the match to Yajiro with what? the Pimp Juice. Ugh. And then uh, Tai Chi chases them out with chairs. So yeah, and uh, <laughs> there'll be a, a lot of fun stuff with the uh, whiskey spitting very soon. And uh, next we have uh, Aaron Hanare, the Great Okan, and Kyle Fletcher versus Agato, El Fantasmo, and David Finley. And uh, <laughs> Finley, Finley will just not let El Fantasmo interact with the fans. No, it's not happening. I like that Gato hurts his hand by uh, hitting Hanare in the head. So that was pretty funny. There's an Ultima, but Bullet Club breaks it up. There's like uh, amazing pin combos between El Fantasmo and Kyle Fletcher. And uh, Finley is like super aggressive to contrast uh, El Fantasmo, who, who still wants to do his old, old backbreak stuff and all that kind of stuff. 
Greater Khan, he comes in and he he takes Finley's Uridagi backbreaker. Uh, I like, and I also like that uh, Finley always sells that leg after he hits that move because it's a killer move, but it, it also a bit of a fuck your own leg kind of move. Uh, sheep killer, of course. And uh, on Gato, of, of course, that's, that's, that's a new surprise. After this match, though, something funny happens, Mr. Guy. Kevin, he starts talking on camera. I think uh, someone was on commentary with him. I can't remember who. But uh, he goes off on commentary about something stinks around here. What's that smell? And he's like, I think it's the camera guy. Hey, Yudo, Yudo, tell this guy to move. He stinks. Uh, so uh, the biggest heel for Kevin Kelly that night was this cameraman stanky ass. So uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, he was he was accusing him of farting. But Luke, you know the rules. Whoever smelt it, yeah. whoever smelt it, dealt it. Whoever That's denied it, applied it. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just feel like that uh, Kevin Kelly's telling on himself, and he's trying to bury some poor camera guy who you know probably didn't fart at all. But uh, you know what I think the smell actually was. Ref Chumpy, <laughs> you know, Ref Chumpy, you know, he, he just left a little mud pie in, in his pants there. No big deal. It happens, you know. So uh, let's see here. We have LIJ versus Chaos. It's uh, I didn't write down who in LIJ is in it, but it's uh, Ishii, Yo, Leo Rush and Team Fisherman. There you go. So it's all of them. This is a fantastic preview match. So Goto hip tosses his whole team one after another onto Shingo and then they pay for their <laughs> insolence, though, because uh, Naito puts Yoshihashi in the leg scissors. And LIG, LIJ keeps Chaos out of the ring so he can keep it on for as long as possible, which is really funny. Leo Rush gets an amazing hot tag. Like, his his preview match stuff has been pretty awesome. And you can, you know, like, the crowd is anticipating it. When it happens, they're, you know, elated. It's, it's set up, knocked down. It's pretty good. So I'm excited for you know, his match coming up because they've done such a great job in the tag matches. Um, so he gets this awesome hot tag as he's been want to do. And he makes me happy by using uh, the diving tag in for no reason, which is one of my favorite tag match moves that anyone could do. And that is you look left, you look right. The guy is claw, you know, your opponent's crawling on the ground. He's not making it to his corner anytime soon, but you look at your partner, you lock eyes and you dive. And you soar like an eagle and just for no apparent reason do this the diving tag in. And that's what he did, which made me really Fly happy. like an so. eagle and get the tag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty funny. He also, um, let's see here. He uh, Pumping Bomber on Yo and Shingo wins. So that's good. Yeah. Yo does not take a Made in Japan or a uh, Last of the Dragon. Nope, it's uh, Pumping Bomber. And uh, that makes me very, very happy, Mr. <laughs> Guy. I was, uh, I was very, very pleased with that. All right. So next, <clears throat> we have a match that probably made uh, Twitter shit its pants in anger, but I fucking loved it, and it made Jeff Cobb look amazing, which is what you want to do because you want to keep Jeff Cobb strong because he's fucking awesome. And uh, this match is, uh, as I said, Jeff Cobb versus... <laughs> And uh, the sure Empire ref, ref Marty Asami. Oh, though. It's oh like, hell yeah! You know, it's he like gets he gets a you know a note in the credits because of how much <laughs> he does in this match. So. Damn straight! Oh man! So the Empire boys come out 
and uh, they're out to support Jeff Cobb. Not only that, they're there to stop House of Torture from cheating. Oh, I wonder how that's going to go. Dude, there's a whole, there's a really cool spot early on where Jeff Cobb double surfs the evil dicks. And uh, <laughs> so suddenly I'll want an evil dick surfboard. That'd be amazing. Uh, I evil was pretty up. pissed. I was so mad, though, that he didn't do a Boosheroonie. Come on, man. Back <laughs> him up, hit the Boosheroonie, you know? That's right. That's that's how it should go. Uh, then uh, Evil Abe spots Jeff Cobb. There's baseball chair neck stuff. Uh, in the ring, Evil just he just uses every tactic, every and any tactic he can to get the edge over Jeff Cobb because Jeff Cobb's a big man who's going to throw Evil around. Uh, he'll, hell, Evil will Evil Evil will even use wrestling wrestling moves if he if he if he has to. But there's he'll choke him. He'll use the exposed corner. There's like a fisherman buster. There's like a huge, huge darkness falls. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then uh, Cobb comes back and hits a fucking super gut wrench suplex. I like that. Uh, Chumpy is like... Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff Cobb's too big. So uh, when, when he, Evil tries to do the magic killer on Chumpy, <laughs> with Chumpy as, as the assist, Chumpy just crumples. <laughs> <laughs> Togo tries to help, but he fails. Like, and uh, then Cobb does a magic killer of his own. Uh, Cobb wants the German evil, but he keeps like grabbing Chumpy. <laughs> and the Chumpy just like turns around and smacks Evil in the face. Yeah. Like, Cut it off! Stop laying your hands on me! Stop grabbing me! And then uh, Jeff Cobb gives him a German suplex. Hanare and uh, Kyle, they've had enough of. Uh, they're the two main guys that are out there. And Drado uh, Khan's on commentary, by the way. So. Uh, Hanare and Kyle, they're like, fuck this dick Togo. We're going to carry him out. Then House of Torture, come out and attack. Oh, Yajiro Ocho, take them both out. Evil cuffs Greater Khan, who's on commentary, so he can't come out. All of House of Torture come and do House of Torture stuff on Cobb. Everyone's booing. I'm loving it because I like me some evil, and this is how you do evil. Evil's got to be a threat. So when he gets his comeuppance, everyone's like, yeah, fucking you deserve that, you prick. So... Yes, this was really cool, and it sets up a future feud. So anytime Jeff Cobb and Evil going to mix it up, there's going to be that revenge factor. I'm digging this. Oh, man. Everything is on Evil. Everything is Evil by Evil on a Jeff Cobb. And, yes, Evil advances much to everyone except mine's chagrin. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, it involved a lot of timing. It, it, it was fun. It did have some big, awesome moves. I just, I dug it. It's not everyone's cup of tea, I guess, because everyone's just going to be like, oh, Tales of Slumber. I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's really bad when a guy named Evil is, I don't know, what, 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 what evil? Yeah. I love this People. match, Luke. Yeah. You know, they even did the, like, double ref thing where, like, Kenta Sato comes out to replace Chumpy, but he gets destroyed. So <laughs> I thought they were going to keep sending refs out. But they only had two more. So, you know, uh, but uh, I, I really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. Like booking wise, it is, you know, makes Jeff Cobb look awesome because all that shenanigans and four guys it took to beat him. You know what I mean? So it, it makes him look good in the, in the loss and House of Torture, they're a threat again, just like that. So I, don't know, I thought that was pretty good. I don't know. You know, there are things that. I don't like, you know, and when they're near something I do like, they kind of spoil it a little bit, but I try to be, 
you know, fair about stuff like that. And, you know, I'll even say a Yoshihashi match was good. So I don't understand why people can't like a House of Torture match when it's good. You know, I get it. They, you know, they're sitting through all the, you know, the shenanigans and stuff. But I don't know. I, I thought this was awesome. So I don't know what the problem is. People have this misconception about New Japan that New Japan is just strong style. And I love me some strong style. We both do. We call it the Never Open podcast. We like the hard hitting shit. You know what I also like? I like Taguchi hitting people with his bum. I like Yano punching people in the nuts and rolling them up. You know? I like. And that's that's very New Japan to me. So this feels New Japan. Like there's room for all of it. I ruined the fucking five star banger I thought I was going to have. Come on, man. You weren't going to have that with Evil Jeff Cobb. It's not about that. This is a different style. And I dig it. It's something different. It's not the same stuff all the time. Like, if everything was just a strong match all the time, I'd probably be like, and it's another strong match. It's five stars. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right. Well, Variety is good in wrestling, everyone. Right. Yeah, Kevin, you know, Kevin Sullivan, he's still, you know, he's the guy that coined the term that, you know, wrestling should be like the circus. You should have the strongmen and the trapeze artists and the clowns and the, you know, and all that stuff. So, I mean, New Japan is going to be more streamlined than, say, an American show as far as, you know, the different kinds of stuff they're going to do. But I don't know, man. I, I don't hate evil. I don't hate house of torture i mean we could get rid of paint pimpy you know he could go but it, i don't it, it, i thought this match was awesome so you know this is like i'm riding a high too at this point like you know the match quality on all these matches is so good and we get to a certain point and it kind of changes so we'll talk about that when we get there but like this next match is incredible it's the main event it's uh yeah, you know new japan amazing. cup i think second round match it is dunkzilla uh, versus Will Ospreay, all right? <clears throat> it's like speed and skill versus power, right? That's kind of the deal. And, you know, they exchange they exchange some holds and chops, and Davis lariats Will to the outside, and Will takes a tremendous bump. And you see already what's going to happen in this match is that these guys are just going to sell like fucking maniacs for each other. So we get this thing, though. Okay, so basically he slams them on the apron, and uh, then uh, Dunkzilla pulls back the pads to make an Osprey sandwich with a, a senton topping. And this is a problem uh, because, you know, in, in, in wrestling, in a move, someone needs to be able to see where the move's going to happen. So, like, at least one person needs to be in control of, like, proximity when you're t- when you're doing a move on someone else. For example, the hidden blade, right? So when Will does the hidden blade the person can hear him coming. So, you know, and feel him, you know, with the, when he's running on, that's why guys stomp when they, they walk a lot too, is to let the other person know they're coming. So he knows that, but he can't see it coming. This move is kind of dumb because not only can Dunkzilla not see where Will is like situated, but Will doesn't know when the senton's coming unless they have some little trick that they have where he kind of kicks him or something like that and lets him know. So, you know, kind of a dumb move. Uh, I noticed he didn't do that anymore after this because this is a, this, you know, it's funny. The first time I watched this match, I didn't catch it. I guess I just wasn't listening to commentary because Kevin Kelly's like, oh my God, his shoulder's fucked. Just like that. He knew immediately. 
You know, so basically it looks like uh, Dunkzilla just kind of missed the senton and landed right on Will's shoulder, or Will was turning under there when he got hit because he didn't know when it was coming or something. So it's, you know, moves like that are kind of dumb. So it sucks that that happened. And, you know, it, it, I, I thought for sure it was on the top, the, the top rope lariat that's coming up, but no, that one was, <laughs> I moved it and hurt anybody. Right. So Paul Will, it happened to him like, Five minutes into the match, and Paul Will yeah. is 15 more minutes to go. Ouch. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell that it hurt him, but you can't tell anything's wrong. So, like, I mean, everything looks great in this match. So, Dunkzilla is trying to give him some time, I guess. So, he just starts chopping the shit out of him. And uh, Osprey puts on a figure four trying to work on Davis's legs. And Davis just muscles to the top to the ropes for a break like there's no like he puts it on and boom he's already at the, <laughs> at the ropes which i thought was pretty cool that was great so uh we get uh some fuck your leg a little bit canadian style through the ropes and they do the classic reversing the pressure spot on a figure four which is really cool i love that you know you're in the figure four and you can turn it over which reverses the pressure so now the person you know giving the move is now taking the move you know it's it, i love that so uh, Will's trying to use the ropes to his advantage, um, and this leads to a monster lariat from Dunkzilla. Oh, wait, no, no, here we go. He's trying to use the ropes to his advantage, and Dunkzilla knocks him off, crotching him on the top rope, right? So that's, you know, bad news for Will. Uh, then he lariats him off the ropes to the outside. So he bounces all over the place. It looks awesome. There's a Bouillet spot, and this match is moving quick. I know it's over 20 minutes long, but it didn't seem like it. It just zipped no, right through, not. you know? And uh, there's a really good strike exchange that leads to the monster Larry that I mentioned earlier. Um, and so Osprey counter, his counters are really cool in this match. It's like a really good match pace wise. And like, will sound like a maniac ever, you know, obviously. And they basically, here's what happens. So they go over to the corner and, you know, Will's trying to set up a Spanish fly. So they're both standing on, on the top ropes. I've never seen someone do this before, right? So I've seen many moves off the top rope, and meaning, you know, literally both guys are standing off the top rope. I've seen that many times. But what I've never seen is a guy get lariated while both guys are standing on the top rope. And that's what happens here. It's incredible. But, you know, there's some more insane power moves but in the end, like it's hidden blade for the win. I just, I was blown away by the top rope lariat. I know like, um, you know, it's supposed to be about the psychology and stuff like that, but man, cool moves matter. And that was a cool move. Even it's chase on commentary tonight. And even chase is impressed by a certain move and it's a simple one, but it, it, it looked cool and effective. And it's a simple, like chop lariat in the corner, chop lariat. Oh, is, yeah. he, is he chopping him and clotheslining him at the same time? Oh yeah. Uh, and the finish is great too because Osprey's worked on Dunk's leg. Uh, Dunk's gonna like attack him because Will's in in the corner, but his leg buckles, and as soon as Dunk's leg buckles, boom! Hidden blade, one, two, three. Oh, yeah. awesome finish! Yeah, fantastic. And I, I missed it too. I don't know. Maybe I was like drinking, also on the Tweety, also doing a million things at once, and probably not paying as much attention as I should have. So I did watch this match again. And yeah, uh, straight away, uh, Kevin Kelly on commentary was like, and Aaron, Hanare, come here, come here. I think uh, I think Osprey's injured, dude. I think he f just fucked his shoulder up. And uh, yeah, so uh, 
Oh yeah, they were aware of it. And uh, that's going to feed in to the next night, night eight. Well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. hang on. We forgot to mention something very important. Because I don't Ooh. know how he got away. But during the House of Torture match, Great Khan got handcuffed to the guardrails oh, while right. he was on commentary. And so, you know, these things happen, I guess. And in, in pro wrestling, you get handcuffed to stuff. And, you know, he's not one of these guys that keeps a, a handcuff key on him, which is like one of those old school things back in the day that they would rib guys so much that they would just start carrying fucking <laughs> a key. To handcuff them. keys. <laughs> yes hidden on their person just in case so uh anyway but after the you know basically uh great o'con just finished commentary the rest of the night there um but he was still handcuffed to the guardrails when the show ended and we don't know how he got out no and uh, i guess we'll never know <laughs> no, maybe i'll help would... him yeah nah yeah that's not helping him young is like <laughs> wow that's a great idea thanks house of torture <laughs> But uh, yes, that <clears throat> brings us to night eight. We are at the Zip Arena in Okiyama. Hey, it actually has kind of a name, the Zip Arena. Yeah. All right. Nice. It's not the general, boring, beige, gray, community, cultural, prefectural building, number five. It actually has a name. So uh, it's uh, at the start of this show and also beforehand on the Tweety and stuff that it is announced that uh, Will Ospreay is out of the New Japan Cup and taking his place will be Dunkzilla, which I think is a good choice because otherwise, you know, Dunk only would have had one match. And I feel like uh, Kyle Fletcher got a really big shine by having a couple of uh, New Japan Cup singles matches. So I, I actually, all right, I, I don't like that Osprey got injured, but I, I do like that Dunk's given another couple matches to kind of get his shine on. So uh, I liked it. In, yeah, in I mean, sorry. The, yeah. the fact that when when we heard about this, the fact that New Japan just plugged Mark Davis in made me think that they probably didn't change any of the booking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I just feel like that they they were like, you know what, this will work. You know, we'll just we'll just we won't change anything. We'll just uh, put him in instead of Will, and I think that worked out really well. Having seen all of the nights now, obviously except for the final. I think uh, you're right. I, I absolutely agree with that. I feel like, all right, man, it sucks that Osprey got injured, but it actually doesn't change the finish of the tourney or anything like that. So kind of lucky there. It was good. Uh, yeah, well, Luke, uh, just real quick, the Zip Arena, you know, it's uh, it hosts uh, V Premier League, uh, which is a new league I've never heard of, V Premier League. Like V is in Victor Premier League. So ah. it's women's regular rounds which is uh volleyball so they they have volleyball in there and also gymnastics and it says that basketball is played there but i i mean it can't be anything close to what the dolphin or what you know what the dolphins are doing in aichi it, you know it's they probably shouldn't even call it basketball they should just call it something else you like you explained yourself there because a lot of english people would have been like what the fuck you've never heard of premier league uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm glad you uh, added a bit of detail there. Otherwise, uh, we get very important. Out, we don't want to alienate our our British listeners, you know, no. our, our British listener. Excuse me. <laughs> Hi, Luke and Andy. <laughs> Hi, Ian. All right. <laughs> All right. We start night eight off with Yuta Nakashima and Aaron Hanare. Holy shit! These are got these two men go hard. If a young lion match could be considered never as fuck. 
this is kind of no this is what it would look like because uh dude yuto even pulls out like a tenzan style brab here hanaro is looking to kill yuto and yuto managed to take some of those leaks and manages some stiff strikes of his own even some pinning combos before hanaro finally hits the ultima and then uh Hanare just tosses Yudo out like garbage after the match. Uh, I was like, all right, I didn't expect a fucking young lion match to start off like that, but hell yeah. <laughs> it was great. I I've been I call yeah. I'm calling the uh the brab, the high angle version, the thigh high brab. That's what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And Hanari's good, so you know, just Damn saying. Straight. He's he's really like like they figured out where to put him, you know, they figured out where he needs to be to shine and it's working. So I like it. Um, next Luke, we have a six man tag match and this has got one of the most incredible teams ever on it. Not this one. Uh, we got Rio high Iwa and team fisherman versus check out this team. Aussie open and Jeff Cobb. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like that's like, that's fantasy dream book stuff right there. Pretty cool, yeah. man. Excited for this. So uh we get Cobb and Yoshihashi starting off, and Cobb is super troll. He's just trolling everybody right and left, and it's great. Uh he does need Goto's help to start getting offense in. Uh Yoshihashi does, you know, he can't quite handle Cobb on his own. So Cobb goes surfing and he does little mini wardroom, mini wardrums on Yoshihashi before catching the wave, you know, which I thought was funny. So uh we get a modified Canadian tag from Godo with one foot through the ho- the ropes and then a tag over them. Man, that's complicated <laughs> shit, dude. Like, take it easy. Just pick pick a you know a style and go with it. But uh, Dunkzilla he sells a bunch for Ryuhai Iwo, which is really nice. And uh, however, he also takes the kid's head off with a lariat before hitting the airplane spin. I guess it's called the water slide. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I learned what the name of one of his other moves is, which we'll talk about later, which is like, okay, yeah. Sounds like uh, a nine-year-old made that up, and I love it. So uh, <laughs> anyway, he, he gets the pin, and uh, of course, on Riho Iwa, and that was a nice little match with a, a team that was like, oh, this is this is a team that can't be beat right here. Damn straight. Uh, man, it would be a perfect feud for Strong Style as well, but... You know, it is a six-man never titles, and uh, Aussie Open. I've got better things to go for, I guess. But uh, let's let's go to the next match. I love this match. It is House of Torture versus Just Four Guys. And here's another reason why I don't understand all the just instant hate that House of Torture gets because, dude, this match is super fun and made me laugh. It was entertaining. It was stupid, and it was. Oh, I just lapped it up because I don't have all the spots written down, but. It's just, it's nasty. Everyone's passing that bottle around. Not even that. Dick Togo brings his own bottle out. <laughs> Dude. So everyone's taking, drinking whiskey, doing whiskey spots. Mind, mind you, Doki tries to take a drink and then realizes he can't because he's got his mask on, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, I love that. Kenta Sato even takes some whiskey to the face. <laughs> this is just really, really cool. Silly fun. There's even a Zack Driver by Takamichinoku. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what people want. Like, you, you tell me, everyone, you can't be entertained by any House of Torture matches ever? Really? Really? 
Even one where Just Four Guys wins because Tai Chi submits Dick Togo? What What do you want, man? What do you want? They're never good ever. You can't ever have any fun ever with House of Dying. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit was hilarious. This match was so funny. And, like, you know, I... I I could be wrong, but I believe we have an even more complicated match between these guys coming up soon that has even more spots with the whiskey. I could be wrong. And maybe they'd only do that the one time, but it's like they were backstage and they're like, Hey, let's see how many whiskey spots we can get in. They're like, all right, let's see. And they got like six of them. It was fucking hilarious. And it's great too, because the like person who always gets the last laugh in these situations is Kanemaru because it's his shit. So that works out great. I love it. Oh, it's now really be, smart be, and fun. So, and before you get on to the next match, I just want to mention that Kyle Fletcher comes out on commentary and he starts calling Kevin Big Kev. And Kyle Fletcher, I thought he would be a bit too young for this reference, but maybe he saw him as a kid. Big Kev used to be this big guy named Kevin who would do commercials in Australia, and his catchphrase was "I'm excited," uh, and. Uh, and all that. So as soon as Kyle starts calling Kevin Big Kev, I'm just like, yep, that's definitely an Australian thing to do because if we see a Kevin, they're being called Big Kev at some point in their lives, no doubt. So uh, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was like, no one outside of Australia is going to get that. But uh, all us Aussie listeners are being like, fucking Big Kev references in our New Japan. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> two words, two words out of Kyle Fletcher. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is very Australian, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't I'm not trying to be insensitive. I am not Australian. So I, hopefully it's OK if I use this word. But I believe that Kyle Fletcher is a dag. Yeah, he was a bit of a dag uh, in, in the in the good sense of the term. Fun, fun, loving, good natured dag. Very and Australian as fuck, as you said. So, yes. You used it right. Well done. Uh, I was very was proud like, of your message. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> he was, you know, like the opposite of Hanare. You know, Hanare was trying to look, you know, to not say anything dumb, basically. And like, so he was very reserved and trying to sound intelligent and stuff. Whereas <laughs> Kyle Fletcher's just like, what? You know, like, what? He's just yelling and just like something happens. And he just yells a random phrase that he likes to yell when he's excited, you know? So there's a, there's a one point he just, he just yells, let's fucking go or something like that. It's really funny. I enjoyed his enthusiasm and uh, it just goes to show you, he's just a damn kid, isn't he? It's crazy. Dude, dude, here's how much like, he like, all right, Hanare wants to make sure he, he does a good, doesn't want to say anything stupid. You didn't. It's fine. Kyle Fletcher though. This is Naito's theme. He's making a song up to Naito's theme and Kevin's joining in. Like, someone doesn't care if they sound stupid and that's like, yeah. hey, he's, he's like the wrestling equivalent of me. I don't care if I sound stupid either. <laughs> it was great because he didn't have inhibitions. He was like there to yeah. make it, you know, just to have fun. So it was great. Um, Ref Chumpy is here. So we have a 10-man tag here, and it is uh, Toriano, Ishii, Leo Rush, Yo, and Hanma versus all of LIJ. And you might be saying to yourself, well, what about that Mexican dude? Nope, he's not an LIJ. It's, it's a yeah. it's, it's false. So anyway. It's just a rib on Andy. <laughs> so at first, Kyle Fletcher's mic is a little too quiet. 
Um, and but he is Aussie as fuck, as my notes say here, and I love it. And uh, Yano hates Naito and how long he takes to get to the ring. And this gets even better on the next uh, time they face each other. But uh, you know, of course, Naito's like, oh, you you don't like it that I take a long time? I'm gonna take three times as long, you know. So, like, <laughs> it's like you you're never supposed to sell for the bully. You sell for the bully, then he knows what pisses you off, right? So, you know, it's it's just funny because Yano doesn't, he doesn't know that. So, <laughs> oh, it's great. Shingo and Ishii, they do their thing. And Ishii takes everyone out in one of those, like, hot tag deals. And then he tags Yano in against his will, which is pretty funny. Because um, Yano is like, he's like cheering for Ishii on the, on the you know, apron. And, and Ishii tags him in. And he's like, oh, oh. Okay, so uh, Hanma tags himself <laughs> in, which kind of bums the crowd out, which is like, oh, fuck you, because they were yeah. ready for Yano. So uh, Hanma, does, we get the oil gimmick again, which is really funny, where like Hanma, you can't put him in the in the <laughs> paradise lock because he's all oily and he just slips right out. So he did that, which was pretty funny. And uh, Naito has fun beating him up. So that's always a good time. So we have the awesome, you know, Leo Rush hot tag where he does like 100 moves in 10 seconds. It's always good. And we get some preview stuff between him and Hiromu. And Bushi is wearing a Shun Skywalker style mask, and it makes him look like a little tiny Jeff Hardy. And I'm very upset with him. So I was like, like, eh, the whole time as I was thinking that. So uh, <laughs> it turns out he was hanging out with them. So he just let him wear his mask, I guess. So. Anyway, uh, Yo does the right thing, though, and hits the direct drive, drive on Bushi for his terrible mask choice and uh, gets the win. That's right. By the way, it's around here that I'm, uh, I've written in my notes. I'm a little bit worried for Hinare because they seem to be going with this Ishii Shingo stuff. But thankfully, uh, they remembered that, uh, you know, the guy actually got wins in the New Japan Cup and a window over the King of Wrestling champ as, as a shot. But... Because they look, Ishii and Shingo's chemistry is just off the charts amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah, so it did it did make me a, kind of worried. <clears throat> they don't need a belt to do awesome shit, you know. So damn straight. All right, so I really look. So here's here's the match I really like, followed by a match I really love. So and uh, maybe this is kind of where you see the peak at, or maybe it's the next nights. But uh, oh no, the next night's pretty good too. Uh, with uh, this is what what happens, but uh, we have Great Khan versus Finley, and all right, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Finley's a Jay White clone." How? I don't see him taking powders. I don't see him doing any anything like that. You know what I see him do? I see him go right after the motherfucker, motherfuckers every time, whoever he's facing. It's like the, he's like the opposite. He's like yeah. the anti Jay. Yeah, and Jay I, I White refused to to make contact with anyone until he had the advantage. He wouldn't even like lock up with someone until he knew he had the advantage. And that's not yeah. what Finley's doing at all. Nope. I feel like what Finley does is in, in it, almost everything he does in the ring. Oh, sure. He's got the dark hair and the dark beard. Oh, wow. Jay had that too. So lots of wrestlers have dark hair and dark beards. Get out, get over that. But I feel like Finley is the anti Jay. He does a completely different moveset. He goes after his opponents. Does he cheat? Yeah, in, in small ways. Like he might grab the tights here and there and stuff, but you know, he's using all the tactics he can to, to kind of get wins. I really like what he's doing. Anyone who see, sees him as Jay White light, uh, obviously just misses Jay White. And guess what? I do too. But 
Oh, I'm loving what Finley's putting down. Hey, oh, Jay's gone. What are you going to do to cheer me up? Oh, you're going to do this. Oh, it's working. Dude, so how does this match start? Oh, not with a powder. They start doing a chop battle, and it looks like uh, <laughs> great. I can't look to be winning that when David Finley just, boom, double hands to the throat. I was like, oh, shit, and just throws him out. And Finley just wails on him on the outside, and then inside he just starts stomping body parts. And I'm like, I've never seen Jay White do shit like this. That's the Ronnie Garvin spot. He did the Ronnie Garvin stomps. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I love that. Then we get some great mat wrestling, and here's Kevin going like, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't think I want to get into a mat game with the great Khan. But if there's anyone with a bit of pedigree and a bit like an all-rounder who can do a bit of everything, it's Finley. Like, and and it just, dude, it just works. There's more strikes. Finley does a freaking dominator on Great O'Connor, and I'm like, holy shit, he's doing some Ron Simmons moves here. And I'm like, Mother hell yeah. That's a guess. <laughs> Dave, uh, Finley then crunches Great O'Connor with like two lariats, but Great O'Connor stands up. They do that uh, double crossbody, oh, we're both laying on the mat kind of spot. There's a sheep killer by Great O'Connor, a backbreaker, and another sheep killer again. Uh, eliminator into a stunner that stunner thing that david does david does this like pin near the ropes and so he sees his opponents near the ropes so he grabs the arm near the ropes and tucks it in yeah ring awareness awesome like like little details like that oh man great Khan, he hits a shoulder he goes to hit a shoulder breaker or something like that but trash panda or whatever you call it because i know you don't want to call it that and david finley wins uh Kind of never. I, I I really liked it. It was hard hitting, fast paced, move match never slowed down, and the guy I thought would win won. Am I am I upset that Greater Khan eliminated in the first round? Yes, I know it's the second round, but you know he had a buy. Sure, but they've got plenty of time to do stuff with uh, Greater Khan, and it's not quite right now. It's fine. I I'm happy with Greater Khan. It's it's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm not mad that he's losing a match to someone who's going to go to the finals. You know what I mean? That's not a problem yeah. at all. And this match is really good. Uh, I There was an awesome little dag moment here where Great Ocon kicks out at one after the Uranagi backbreaker. And Kyle Fletcher just screams, let's go! Like that. And you could tell oh, yeah. he's moving. Like, you could tell he's moving. Like, you can just hear the Doppler effect. And he's, like, moving away from the mic because he's just so fired up it's man that's awesome i love when wrestlers love wrestling you know what i mean isn't that there's nothing better than that you know so uh yeah, exactly. i really enjoy hearing that but uh another cool moment in this match was the uh blue steel driver which is what i call the trash panda it was uh the first time he went for it it was countered into the tenzon tombstone which is pretty cool you know i that's right like when creator Khan does his uh you know his old school stuff like that so that was pretty fun i was also kind of mad at ref chumpy because he told greater Khan he can't use the sword in the match come on man you know you know someone who will let greater Khan use the sword in a match uh there's two men i can think of on top of my head drink size one of them because he's just crazy and the other guy is probably john moxley so uh, john moxley versus greater Khan. let's do it <laughs> sword match <laughs> oh geez all right so here we are at the main event luke Holy crap. Okay, this match is incredible. It's the main event of our uh, second night we're talking about. It is um, Shota Umino versus Zack Sabre Jr. Fujita's out with Zack. Um, and this is like, this match is fucking so creative, so awesome. 
And what it does is that at the end of this match, we know that Shota has a different side of his personality. It's like Zack Sabre Jr. does for him, for Shota Umino, what Wado's been trying to do his whole career, you know, but he doesn't get to wrestle Jack, Zack Sabre Jr., I guess. So, no. like, this, you know, this is just, I, I can't express it. I think this might be the best storytelling match in the whole tournament. You know, we'll see, but I, I really enjoy this. So, here we go. So, Shota, he's able to hang with Zack uh, hold for hold for quite a while, you know. And Zack has forgotten more holds than Shota will ever know. But Shota actually ends up frustrating Zack into running the ropes, allowing Shota to hit his basement dropkick. He outsmarted Zach. Fucking awesome, man. It's, there's so much. Like, this match is one of those ones you could watch 20 times and still not catch everything because there is so much deep thought into this. It's awesome. So, Shota tries a Death Rider right away, and Zach makes him pay. Canadian arm bar from Zach, and he takes Shota to the outside for some guardrail fun. And that's important for later because Zach is doing the Ishii thing now where he's got these you know, moments in this match and they come back later and his opponent does it to him later. It's great, man. Uh, so this is our count out spot right here. It isn't a TV title match. So, uh, you know, Zach can take his time and, you know, he's good old fashioned fuck your arm. That's what we're looking for here. So, you know, Shota, he gets noped by Zach and he puts a series of arm bars on the rookie and, uh, oh wait, no, here we are. I'm sorry. He hits a nice suplex for two and then he puts Will it puts puts Shoda in the cravat of doom. Sorry. Um, I was so excited. My shit's all misspelled and out of order here. So uh, so Zach responds by doing the neck twist thingy to Shoda's arm, which is pretty cool. So there's a desperation drop kick. Um, and then that's what gets noped by Zach. And he puts a series of arm bars on the rookie. Homie arm whip on the apron from Shoda and Zach doesn't he doesn't just hit the apron he bumps off to the floor bounces off it's awesome man i love that move it's so great so shoda uses this opportunity to do some guardrail fun to zach just like at the beginning what had happened to him so shoda pushes like this is where we're starting to see something happen here because shoda is showing a, a mean streak and he's not just like being a jerk a little bit he's being like when okada's wrestling a young boy he's fucking pissed and so he he just all of a sudden this part of him emerges right and there's a really obvious and great way to let us know this part of him's come out and that is his dad's ref in the match so he just attacks his dad for no reason which is awesome he just pushes his dad out of the way for no reason and he does fuck your arm to zach and it's great he's bleeding from the nose at this point from something and he looks like an absolute psychopath going after yes. Zach and Zach's scared. And it's fucking awesome, man. It's like, like I said, this is what we've wanted for Watto. We've wanted some, a moment like this for him, you know, this, this kind of extra gear that you have when, you know, shit's not going your way and somebody's fucking with you. All of a sudden you can turn on the psychopath gear and that's what he's got here. And like I said, the blood, Make, his hair's all messed up. He looks like a fucking crazy person. It's awesome. I love it. So, Murder Shota, I mean, it, this is tremendous. So Shota puts a double wrist lock on Zach, who has to use the ropes for the for the break, and that's what he's been teaching Fujita. So Shota uses the ropes to kill Zach's arm and hit a monster outside in DDT. Fucking amazing. And <clears throat> Zach has leverage on an arm bar, and it's locked in. 
but he has no strength in one of his arms. So he can't, he can't close out the match here. And, you know, he's had enough though. And he drops kicks Shooter in the back of the head, Shooter in the back of the head. And he attempts for Zack Driver, um, but it's countered by Shota's weird reverse bridge thing. That's what I'm going to call that now. <clears throat> it's a slam of sorts, but it's basically like doing the bridge up or like in the reverse. So it's a reverse bridge. So he's hitting big moves and getting count like two counts right and left. The crowd's going insane. There's a counter roll or counter roll, but it's countered, uh, you know, <clears throat> by Shota for a very, very close near fall. The second attempt, uh, Zach catches him in a rear naked choke. So, okay, so it was Shota that was doing the the uh, the O'Connor roll to Zach. Sorry, that's something he does so commonly. I didn't realize. But uh, the second attempt of the O'Connor roll, Zach catches him in a rear naked choke, and he slips right into an arm bar with the extra stank, Luke. Yeah. But he's too close to the ropes. It's a rope break. So Zach <laughs> wants he wants Shota to give up so he doesn't get killed. It's great. You know, he's like, because at this point, Zach is like, okay, you've had your little, you know, your little uh, temper tantrum. That was nothing. You know, I, I faced way worse than this, and I'm definitely a better wrestler. So the crowd disagrees with Zach, and they are all, all about Shota Umino. So we get these tremendous kicks from Zach, but Shota fires up. He hits a double drop kick. Or he, he hits a drop kick, excuse me, for a double down. And we have to be getting close to 25 minutes in at this point. So they do the Bouye spot, and it's just like, it's never as fuck. They're hitting each other really, really hard, and it looks like it hurts really bad. It's amazing. <laughs> so all kinds of crazy huge moves from Shota for a near fall. And we get a PK, and Shota's up at one. Uppercut. Shota no-sells. Kick to the head. He screams in Zach's face. So then Zach just slaps the shit out of him, right? But Shota rec recovers, gets right back up. Death Rider for the win. I mean, I thought this was so good. Like, I I was one of my wrestler buddies that loves deep storytelling. I was like, brother, you got to watch this, man. Have to. Like, it's it's just, this did so much for Shooter that not just babies love him now. I do. Yeah. I think it was like an episode or two ago. I'm like, I don't think Shooter's fully clicked with me yet. Uh, I watched this match. I'm like, yeah, we're good. I'm on the Shooter train. Uh I think this might be one of, if not my favorite, New Japan Cup match. This was amazing. And, you know, the implication here is like, oh, it took, it took you almost 30 minutes to beat Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, well, when you have your title match, guess what? Now you got to do it in half the time. That's right. So, uh, That's right. And I like that Zack Sabre Jr. started off the match going, all right, Ticket, show me what you got. Show me what you got. You know, even taunting uh, – uh, red shoes a couple of times and then at some point the match is just like uh oh i think i just poked a bear a little too much this guy's gonna <laughs> fucking kill me isn't he uh yeah and i like little like Zack saber jr goes to the arm so he moves that he might do on other body parts he'll do on the arm instead like the neck crank and things like that such good storytelling amazing wrestling a great finish like you could have seen it go either way you easily could have seen like Zack saber jr winning this i'm I'm actually glad he didn't because I yeah. think Shooter really needed a big win now that he's back in New Japan proper. It was fucking fantastic. It was almost 30 minutes or something like that. Absolutely insane. And it was all action, man. This was never as fuck. Great storytelling. Great wrestling. Uh, hey, as great as Zach is, you still need the other guy to, uh, you know, 
pull his finger out and kind of hang with him. And should prove that you can hang with uh, one that he can hang with one of New Japan's top guys. As far as I'm concerned, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of New Japan's top guys. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic stuff. I love this match a lot. So Man. fucking good. It's just like I, I just I don't know how more or how any more uh, Zach could have put him over. Like you know, there's just no way. There's no way that he could have put him over anymore. It was like. Oh man, that was so great. So I just I love that. I love pro wrestling supposed to be unselfish. It's supposed to be, you know, everybody's helping each other. And so when it actually is, oh man, it's just magical. What a is that punk? I, <laughs> <laughs> this might be the high water mark though of the New Japan Cup. We'll see as we go forward into the next night. That's right. And uh might get you to do the uh, main event, so I'll, I'll uh, get you to start off with this. But uh, we have uh, our ninth night of the New Japan Cup, and we're at Corican Hall. So yeah, uh, uh, if it's all right with you, you wanna you wanna start us up? You got it, man. It's uh, just talking about this guy before and how much he's putting everybody over, including his tag team partner Zack Saber Jr. and Fujita versus Pimpy and Show. Fujita. Mm is getting taught the European uppercut today. And he's real bad at it at first. <laughs> he figures it out, you know, and then he figures it out because he's left-handed. So he needs to do him left-handed, which is pretty funny. They're still kind of crappy, but but better. And uh, Kevin uh, Kelly rips Yujiro from moving slow. Like, he just straight up is like, he's the slowest wrestler there is. Like, something along those lines. And it was if like, If he moves wow. any slower, the match will go in reverse. There you go. <laughs> That's what it was, you know? Like, <laughs> damn. Like, he's not wrong, but I mean, you know, okay. So, uh, House of Torture, they cheat. And Zack Sabre Jr. runs wild on show and fucks his arm up. Zack Sabre, Jr., Zack Sabre Jr. and Yujiro, they have a bit of, like, kind of pretty cool reversals. It's actually pretty cool. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's just uh, the common denominator is Zack Sabre Jr., but probably is. But uh, Fujita almost wins with the O'Connor roll, but little juice on Fujita for the win. Definitely little juice. It was uh, one of those box drinks, you know. You get juice in those, it's one of those. I see. Damn straight. So, all right, next we got uh, Oscar Lueb, uh, Reiski Taguchi, Tomoaki Homa, and... <sighs> Togi Makabe versus <laughs> dude. I don't think I'm, a, I, I, I can't bring myself to hate a wrestler that we're going to talk about a lot later uh, or even in today's show, but uh, Makabe, yeah, fuck it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got uh, them versus uh, the great Okan on the cob. That's with uh, Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare and Kyle Fletcher and uh, Taguchi and Okan. Uh, uh, <clears throat> There's, oh, yeah, Taguchi comes out dressed as the Great Okan. This is amazing, and yes. It's uh, Taguchi Okan and uh, Great Okan's just like, ha, 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 yeah, very funny, yeah, that's great. He's even doing the hand wave movements. Mind you, his hand waving looks like one of those, like, things you see at a car dealership, you know, those things that go from side to side. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Taguchi even has, like, uh, tape on his hands, but, but both hands, and he starts... Uh, and, uh, yeah, he starts off the match with Greater Khan and decides, you know what, I'm going to play with uh, Greater Khan's nipples. That's a that's a good move, man. <laughs> then Greater Khan is uh, on top of Taguchi doing um, butt things. 
Well, okay. Luke, this is uh, this is the ancient uh, art of Greco-Roman butt wrestling, which is indistinguishable right. from gay sex. Right. It's uh, <laughs> definitely is. But uh, you know, you know, you know, Greta Khan's a wild man. He, he's, he's he's down for anything. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and I also like this spot where Honma bulldogs the Greater Khan into Taguchi's ass, which is a nice, <laughs> fun little spot. I love uh, any time a wrestler does this, but Cobb does them probably the best, like a great stalling suplex on Honma. Uh, Makabe does Makabe things for most of the match, meaning bugger all until he's tagged in and does Makabe things. And then uh, Kyle Fletcher, he gets the pin. He does this uh, pile drive move called the Grimstone. I uh, can't remember who did it on. I think it's Honma. And then uh, Greater Khan, he attacks Taguchi, removing his pants and attacking his balls with his uh, taped up hand. And then Greater Khan wipes his taped up hand all over the ref. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. As you do. It was Oscar Lube that got. Uh, got the, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, tombstone. So uh, I'm very important that we get these right. I mean, so important. So. Uh, <laughs> That was a lot of fun, though. I love it when Taguchi dresses up and acts crazy, and the crowd loved it. This uh, this crowd was hot. They were they were all about it. And this next match was a fucking hot match too. We got Team Fisherman and Toriyanu versus Tamatonga and Tenkozy. Oh my God, they're back! I was Yay. so happy to see Tenzon. It's great. And uh, the Goto versus Tamatonga match is a really good one usually. You know. Um, they usually do this thing where they basically just run the ropes and change directions and stuff. We'll talk about how much that played a part in their, uh, you know, in their match coming up, but they're doing that stuff in the tag, you know, previews, which is nice. And Goto still has that burger wrap on his back. So uh, he's trying to keep the freshness in. Um, we get to see some really great wrestling from uh, those two late in the match, but uh, there's a fair play on Tenzon and he gets, he gets pinned by Toriano. Got to get Yano a win, you know? <laughs> that's right he's got to get some wins back because he's been uh, losing more than i'm used to seeing actually and uh next we have a news announcement here it is the best of the super juniors and uh give me that robbie eagles doki final please i hook it up to my veins who wins i do so uh yeah dude if it's hiromu for the fourth time straight i'm gonna be so fucking annoyed uh we get it hiromu's amazing we get it now let someone else win the fucking tournament jeez please yeah anyway i agree yeah you know i mean he's he doesn't need it at this point no right? no at this point it's just overkill you know so it's it it's like telling your fans you don't have anyone ready <laughs> if he wins again even though you do have tons of people that are ready so um but uh yeah um yeah so uh anyway. next we, we have Leo Rush, Yo, and Tomohiro Ishii versus Abushi, Hiromu, uh, Takahashi, and Shingo Takagi. I don't have a lot of notes on these because they're all amazing and they're all fast-paced and fantastic. In fact, at some point later on in my notes, I'm just like, look, I get it. Leo Rush and Hiromu are going to be awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. But uh, this is this is actually uh, super fun. It starts off with Hiromu and Leo Rush going at a billion miles an hour in fact don't blink because you're going to miss some shit absolutely ishii is amazing in this he's messing with both hiromu and shingo uh, man he ishii and shingo has the crowd going nuts it's meat slapping time dude it's awesome and uh the match ends with uh, leo rush uh, rolling up a bushi 
And uh, it's 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 either around here or the next night or the night after where it's like, I don't know, Leo Rush is starting to undermine Hiromu's confidence a little bit. Like, man, this guy's fast. He's getting wins. He's all over the place. I'm not sure I have counters for everything, man. I don't know. The story's working for me. I'm just like, I get it. Have the match now. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of times this will happen where you just get so many preview tags. And then sometimes, like, remember going into Wrestle Kingdom, they had two nights before Wrestle Kingdom. You know, it's like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, sometimes they have too much and sometimes they don't have enough. It's, it's just the way it is. So, uh, anyway. Well, uh, referee Marty Asami, reverently called Chumpy by us, is in the building now because he has to ref this match. It's an eight-man tag. It's El Fantasmo, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Finley versus Shota Umino and Strong Style Guys. So that's uh, Ren Narita, Suzuki, and Desperado. And, you know, there's this uh, sign in the crowd. So, you know, the guy that always dresses up like Kenta, he's there, right? And uh, he's always at, you know, at, the, at these shows. And he has this sign that says, it says, Finley, get along with cute ELP. <laughs> that's what it says. So funny. So that made me laugh. It's a Bullet Club brawl for a bit. Shota is super over after his match with Zack Sabre Jr. So he's like, you know, anyone who is in doubt is like, oh, this guy's the fucking man. And he is the future. So uh, he and Finley give us some really good preview shit. Uh, Kenta and Suzuki renew the rivalry. There's a gotch-style pile driver on Kenta for the uh, for the win. Uh, you know, he gets a clean pinfall victory over uh, Kenta, which is pretty cool. So he holds the belt high as Shota and Finley brawl after the match. I really like this match. And uh, Chumpy has to run over and break up the brawl. How dare you? But yes, he does. Uh, yeah, really cool match. Great little preview between uh, Finley and, and Shooter. And uh, yeah, uh, we've been saying the whole tour, man, I hope we get a Suzuki Kenta singles match. And it looks like we're going to get it probably at the like next uh American pay-per-view kind of show that's like coming Capital up in a month or so. Chaos from the Valley. Collision or something, yeah. All right. So here's a match that I love, and it makes me feel like in hindsight that you were absolutely correct uh, that uh, Will was supposed to win this and then maybe lose uh, the next match, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's uh, Dunkzilla versus Evil. I love this match. I think it was super fun. In fact, uh, Evil gets out of the ring at the start, and he's like, what, you can't win without your friends? You're a fucking loser. And then Davis does a gnarly suicide on him, <laughs> and it, it, doesn't look like, it doesn't look like he was shot out of a cannon. It looks like a cannon shot out another cannon and landed <laughs> on evil. <laughs> then, they're like, they, uh, then both men stand up, and there's a fight between the, the House of Torture and the Empire Boys. While that happens, evil chairs up Davis. There's like an evil that's a threat is so much better than the cartoon shit because when he loses, you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. You deserve that. You son of a bitch. So this is why this match works for me so much. Like, you know, everyone knows all like evil in the house of torture. Do I expect them to win all the time? No, no. That's the thing about being fans of heels. You understand that like at some point this motherfucker deserves to get his ass kicked, you know? So <laughs> Evil whips uh, Dunkzilla into the exposed steel. Uh, Chumpy kicks everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evil comes to uh, – Evil in 
also fucks with the English commentators by uh, oh, dunk over the railing. Chris really eats it, and Kevin kind of goes down. <laughs> Did you hear Kevin? He yells, oh, fuck, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you so know that funny. kind of wasn't planned. Uh, they didn't expect it, but I like that uh, evil is kind of... I like it when they involve everyone, not just the Japanese commentators, the English ones too. I thought it was really cool. Uh, <laughs> evil evil shows uh, Tamatonga that he knows how to do a scorpion deathlock. <laughs> evil holds it to a count of 4.99999. Uh, <laughs> evil feigns like having a hurt knee. There's a ref bump, a low blow. Togo is back. And then uh, Fletcher comes back too. Now it's all of House of Tor- all of House of Torture is out. Uh, Osprey comes out in a sling, leading the charge with the Empire Boys. Dude, that was run. a big moment, right? Yeah, that moment was, was huge, man. Yeah. So you know, I, and this is kind of what this is the fun for me. Like, like even injured Osprey's like, nah, fuck this. Leading the charge, his arm in the sling, his yeah. other arm's like, go boys, go get him, go get him. And I'm like, yeah, go get him. And uh, <laughs> Grado Khan casts a dick Togo. You deserve that. Streets of Rage on your Jiro. There's a Coriolis on show. Tour of the Islands on Evil. There we go. Jeff Cobb getting it in some revenge there. Then the Waterfall on Evil and Dunkzilla wins. This is awesome. I loved it. This is how you book Evil, this version of Evil. And Dunk looks amazing. Grado Khan holds up a... <laughs> Holds up Togo at the end so Davis can just like punch him in the face. And yeah, Evil wins his first two round matches, first round match, second round match. And he's like, oh, they made him a threat again. So when he loses, and he did here, it's awesome and a big deal and super fun. I don't know. What what do you want, people? What do you want? Dude, the crowd went bonkers. And even Kevin Kelly and, uh, and Chris Charlton are fired up because – Evil just fucked them up. Like uh, Chris Charlton's like Mike quit working and he was legit pissed. You could tell. And so like, you know, then Mark Davis beats them and they were like, yeah, fuck that guy. So, I mean, everybody was fired up about this. The, you know, the not, you know, it's an unexpected win for someone, you know, who's new to the tournament, obviously, and uh, evil being someone who's established, but, yeah, it just seems like this was the will booking, but man, they did it so well. And uh, this, I love this match so much. It was so fun. And like I said, the, like you said, the moment when Will comes out with, I was like, I was like, I legit popped at home. You know what I mean for that? So yeah, a lot of times I just watch wrestling in silence. But no, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking great. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Maybe that was the high water mark of the new Japan cup. Let's find out. Luke gets the main event and it is a match of uh, two team members against each other. It's Tetsuya Naito versus Seiya Sonata. And um, I thought the match was fine. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was like, okay, yeah, that was okay. That was a match, you know, it was really slow paced and there's a really long feeling out section before Naito, Naito goes heel and starts and he destroys commentary, a Japanese commentary, by throwing um throwing something into the guardrails. I guess that would be Sonata. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the heat on Sonata goes on for quite a while, and it's a little boring. Um, but there's a huge suplex uh, and a double leapfrog uh, dropkick from Sonata, and he's in control for the first time. He hits a plancha, points at his ear. It's a you know 
it's a decent match. And Sonata wins after taking one Destino and countering it with his new move, right? So I was like, okay, that match was fine. But Luke, what happens after the match? All right. So before we get to the after pole portion, I was, like, I was telling Charity, I was, like, I was just like, man, I kind of knew Sonata was winning here. And, and she's like, oh, why? Because the commentators mentioned that Naito hasn't lost a singles match in Corican in a long, long time. And, and uh, she's like, oh, so it's Chekhov's statistics, is it? Which, uh, <laughs> which made me laugh. And uh, if you notice, Sonata, he's in, a, he's in a bit of white and gold in this in this match. Like, totally different ring at time. I'm like, oh, you taking, like, Tai Chi wardrobe lessons? Is, this, is it going to happen? What's going on here? So, yeah, Sonata wins with his uh, unnamed finisher. Um, uh, which is almost like a reverse kind of Blade Runner, almost, you know, yeah. like spins them the other way. So uh, after the match, Taichi comes out, and the uh, crowd's not quite sure how to react. Taichi comes out, and uh, the rest of just four guys come out, and you almost expect, like, it's not a heel thing. It's not like, all right, we're going to do this Bullet Club style, and we're just going to stump a mud hole in Naito at the end of the match. No. Nothing like that. Shingo's on commentary though as well, a Japanese commentary. So he's seeing what's happening and he's standing up. He's getting the ring. He's like not fucking happy at all. And Sonata gets on on the mic. He's just like, yeah, I'm done with uh, LIJ. If I'm in LIJ, I'm not going anywhere. I need a change, and I'm joining these guys. And I saw your tweet because like, I, I looked at the, the tweety after I'd seen this show, and uh, your tweety is just like, oh my god, Luke's gonna be pissed. And I'm like, I'm actually kind of not. And I'm going to break your heart here with like, saying this. Taichi's never winning the big one, like the, the Okada title. He's not. Right, I'm, yeah. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. We love him. We want him to. He'll never do that. Sonata, yeah, he can go after that fucking belt. I'm fine with that. I want a holy emperor never reign, please. <laughs> please and thank you. So if that's uh, what they want to do, I'm fine. I'm okay. And uh, if you want to kind of turn me on Sonata. I did mention like in the last episode or two, I'm like, oh, he's ever since a Taichi match, he's smiling a lot more and showing a bit more personality and stuff. He's got a new finisher. And now he's joining what is like kind of my favorite kind of faction at the moment, which is just four guys. See, they, son of a bitch. They freaking, I can't believe they're doing this to me. They're making me go fuck Sonata to, all right, I really want to see what this motherfucker does next. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, man. And I love that get, about wrestling. But he's getting the rub from Tai Chi, you know? Yeah. You love Tai Chi so much that Tai Chi's best friend has to be a good guy, right? You yeah. know, because I know that Zach was Tai Chi's best friend, but all along, he's also been best friends with, with Sonata. So, you know, this makes a lot of sense. And I'm I'm just happy about it because it, this could lead to some movement in LIJ that isn't just adding Teton, you know, maybe a new member will come along for them, which they are they need, you know, a new like Japanese member that's always going to be on the roster, that type. Um, so I'm hoping that happens. And, you know, now just four guys has a leader, you know, so it's like in Sonata is their leader. The guy who can't move his face is moving his face all of a sudden. So I moved my face too, Luke. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this. 
So do I get the Just Four Guys shirt or do I wait for the Just Five Guys shirt? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I really hope that the Just Five Guys shirt is just the four crossed out and a five written on it. Oh. I hope so. Dude, if that happens, shut up and take my money. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. And, yeah, so I don't know. It, I, I agree. Like, I enjoyed the match. It's Nino Sonata. It's hard not to, but... I didn't enjoy it as much as Dunkzilla versus Evil. Sue me, everybody. That's I think feel like we both feel like that. But uh, you know, hey, it happens. And uh, now we're at night ten. Hey, we're, it's an hour in. We're already up to the second last show. Hey, man, we're, we're good when we need to be like pedal to the metal, baby. All right, so <laughs> no, <laughs> night ten. We're at uh, Shizuoka. It's the it's Act City Hamatsu. Uh, so okay, that's that's where we're at, and it's uh, Oscar Lube and Rio Iwa versus Koso Fujita and Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is making uh, Oscar look like a billion dollar dues, and uh, he makes me laugh here because he even does a figure eight on Oscar. So uh, I was like, yep, <laughs> that happened, and uh, really cool stuff. And the oh man, the young lines go really hard in this. And I feel like uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the first guys I've seen wrestle Oscar where I'm just like, he's actually making it work. Like, you see Oscar the size of him and stuff. Zack Sabre Jr. is making it work and how he kind of twists this guy up and positions him and stuff. Yeah, because uh, sometimes you see him in, like, some of these moves. Oh, I'm in the figure four? Well, Oscar could just, like, easily just reach over and club me in the face with his giant meat slab arms. So you know what? I'm just going to bridge out and make it so he can't do that. Dude. That's, yes, come on. Yes, he might look like a young lion and wrestle like a young lion, but the guy's a monster. He's huge. Work with it. And Zack Sabre Jr. does. I appreciated that. Uh, Fujita pins Ryoha Iwa with the O'Connor roll, so he's going to get even more of a big head because, uh, you know, he's in Team DK. <laughs> That's right. And he's winning matches, and his O'Connor roll looks awesome. You know, it really That's does great. look good. It's like It's like he's got the contour like perfect you know it's i don't know i think it looks fantastic so uh well luke i do have to admit that this was uh, a night where i was uh, deep in grief uh when i was watching this and uh i was preparing for the worst and so i don't have a lot of uh, information about these upcoming matches but i do have the next match we have uh tamawaki hanma and yoshihashi versus aaron hanare so many ways i cannot take notes on this match and kyle fletcher <laughs> and uh you know, apparently they went 10 minutes and, uh, you know, streets of rage on Hanma for the win for Aaron Hanari. That's right. Uh, also, he gets the streets of rage by doing something that's going to continue getting you into trouble, dude. Don't let go of that Ultima. Hanma's not going to yeah. kick out. Uh, get out of that. Come on, man. Who you need another transitional move because the Ultima should be a finisher, not a. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but if that's part of the story and they'll work on that, that's fine. And I don't mind that. Uh, taking control of the next few tags if you you can jump into shooter finley so i don't mind I'll, i got your back bro we got strong style next which is el desperado minaro suzuki and ren narita versus el fantasmo chase owens and kenta and hey chase let's el fantasmo do his back rake yay and Suzuki and Kenta just fight each other. They don't care about the match. They're just outside just beating each other up. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they do get tagged in at the same time. They wail on each other some more. 
Kenta brings in a chair, but Suzuki picks it up. So Kenta just goes and grabs another one, and we have a chair duel. Uh, Kenta wins it, uh, but he also hits the referee with the chair as well. So there is a... <laughs> <laughs> there, it's like, all right, they've both got chairs and they're fighting. I'm going to allow this. Ah, I just got hit. All right, DQ, fuck this. So, uh, you know, uh, Kenta steps on Suzuki, holds up the strong, st- strong title. There's a beatdown on Strong Style after the match. ALP joins in on the beatdown, but not really. So he's yeah. definitely turning face. I, uh, I've seen a lot of people on the tweet going, oh, maybe maybe Yoda Suji is going to join LIJ. Uh, yeah, maybe he is, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Shingo Sun, maybe, I think would be a great fit. And he's a guy, he's one of the few gaijins in New Japan. Uh, I mean, other than maybe uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and then Osprey, who's almost always in Japan. Like, he's there for almost all the tours, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I think his uh, kind of fun Rudo style would work with him. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and it is Yoda Suji. What do I know? But uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be something we don't expect. You yeah, know, I think that uh, it almost always when it comes to ELP and these stories that he'll be in, it, it always it's what we don't expect is what will happen. So, so, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to claim to know what happens. That's right. So. And after after the match, though, uh, Suzuki's so pissed off, he takes a chunk of guardrail out to the back with him. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's he going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing good. <laughs> All right, next we have uh, Great Khan on the cob and Dunkzilla versus the Evil Dicks and Yujiro House of Torture. They target Dunkzilla uh, because, hey, he's uh, Dunks in, in another round and, uh, you know, there's still a bull club guy in the tournament. So, yeah, you know, get some revenge. Cobb serves Yujiro and that makes me very, very happy. Uh, <laughs> this is fun stuff with Cobb who really wants to get some revenge on Evil and House of Torture getting a little bit more of their comeuppance, which is uh, rightly deserved because they've been total winning assholes for a good portion of the tour. So, yes, more of this, please. Uh, Sheep Killer on, of course, Dick. Togo. So yeah, fun little match there too. I don't know, man. House of Torture, maybe, I don't know, maybe everyone's tiredness from House of Torture was just the endless chaos feud, because I was feeling that too. Even I was just like, oh, fuck these. Can we we move from this, please? Can we? And now that they have, I'm seeing them wrestle the Empire, I'm seeing them wrestle Just Four Guys, I'm seeing them wrestle the Strong Style Guys, and I'm like, thank you, this is fresh, this is fun, this is, this, yes, yes! So, yeah. All right. So. Luke, it's not just the chaos, guys. It's the show versus yo thing. You know what I mean? That, man, that's just, it was like yeah. already something that was tedious, but the fact that that was involved was like, oh my God, go away. So, yeah. Put them in different blocks in the uh, best of super juniors, please. Just like do it. Yeah. Because do I ever want to see them wrestle again? Sure. In about five years, please. When it means yeah. something. Yeah. For the title or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Yo, we have Yo, Leo Rush, and Toriyanu and Tomohiro Ishii versus Hiromu, Bushi, Shingo, and Naito. Like that uh, Naito is uh, even even bigger dick tonight because <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, hey, uh, Yano's like, hurry up, hurry up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Naito's like, Marty. Hey, Chumpy, can we take my shirt off, man? I can't. Yep, thanks. Hiromi, can you help me with the pants? Oh, yeah, cool. 
And then he pulls his puts his arms back so Marty can take peel his shirt off, and then he slowly undoes his pants. Yana is getting even more pissed off. I feel like he's going to get apoplectic anytime now. It's just like oh, I love it. In fact, one thing I'm glad that hasn't come back now that the COVID era is finished and we seem to be moving full steam ahead. Uh, the spitting. I, I never. I was never a huge Naito spitting fan. Do I like all of Naito's other stuff? Yeah, but I'm kind of glad he hasn't. Oh man, don't listen to this Naito and be like, oh yeah, I used to spit on fools. I better do that again, because uh, I'll, I kind but, of like the other so, ways he tries dresses he, now. He, what's? Yeah, there was. So since he's been babyface, he hasn't done the spitting. So, but yeah, he'll bust it out in a big match. You know he will spit no comments. Yeah, so. that is true. So uh, this is another match that, look, I don't have mega notes for these because it's it's amazing. It's another really great uh, chaos match versus LIJ. Another amazing preview between Yo and, uh, sorry, uh, Leo Rush and Hiromu. There's amazing Ishii and Shingo stuff, of course. And this is a, a match to show, hey, we might have lost uh, one of our members, but we're still a cohesive unit, right? Ah, uh, but it's not enough. Brain Buster by Ishii on Tabushi. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. And this is where uh, Dunkazilla joins the commentary dudes. Yeah, I thought he's a great. You know, he seemed like he seemed well-spoken and had smart things to say and said them when he needed to. I don't know if I did a great job. So, all right, now here we are. We are at the New Japan Cup third round matches. It is Shota Umino versus David Finley. And Shota is still pissed off from his match with Zack Sabre Jr., apparently, because he, he just throws red shoes to the side immediately. Fuck you, Dad. And he, he's just mad off the start. So he runs wild on Finley, who wants more, but keeps getting blasted back into the corner. And Finley hits a Canadian guardrail spot somehow. I don't know how he did it, but he did, and it's great. Um, a little uh, little heat on Shota, and he fights back at every opportunity. That's important. So Shota hits a monster drop kick, sitting, sending Finley to the floor. He gets a somersault sent onto the floor, outside in DT, uh, DDT, and Shota wants to end it right now. But you're an Aggie backbreaker for two out of nowhere. So it looks so nice, by the way. It looks awesome. And Shota really takes other people's moves well. Like the moves where he's going to be up and, fl and coming down flat. Like he takes those so well, like a cutter or, you know, a neck breaker or this movie. Yeah, he's he just, does. They're very, very nice. So um, there's a Larry by Finley. And it's countered as Shota throws Finley across the ring with a goddamn exploder. He threw him across the ring, and Finley's bumping all over the place. He can bump very well as well. So there's a brutal-looking Bouye spot with awesome uppercuts, headbutts, and a full-mount closed fist just melee from Finley. And Red Shoes warns him, and he argues that they were karate chops, which I thought was <laughs> um, <laughs> You know... We have uh, three, like, of some kind of slam thingy from Shota, and he runs right into a land lariat, and he lands right on his fucking dome. So uh, that was uh, – didn't go right, but he seemed fine. But uh, he also – he does have an injury from this match. I don't know if you saw it or not, but one of his hands just swelled up. So it looked like it was, like – it looked like his hand had been stung by a bunch of bees. I don't know how that happened, but his hand was all swollen. It was weird. Unless he was just working. Yeah, so um, anyway, 
let's see here. And then he hits, the, uh, Finley hits the Dominator for two. And then there's some reversals and they fight to the top rope. Front suplex counter uh, from Shota and he hits his flying neck breaker. Death Rider, but no, it's a suplex variation from uh, Finley. Three million reversals and Finley finally gets the Blue Steel Driver for the win. No cheating. It's kind of strange. But uh, Finley screams at Dunkzilla, who listens and just responds to Kevin by saying, that's just part of the job, isn't it? <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. He was very level-headed. And, you know, um, I also like that now after Finley matches, you know, Gato gets on the mic. His hands are all bloody. And he says that the world needs the rebel. And he says Okada's going to lose to him when Finley wins, uh, wins the New Japan Cup and uh, takes over New Japan. I thought this match was awesome i thought it was never as fuck as well it's physical it's hard hitting i don't know like where, where's this jay clone stuff i don't i don't see it i thought it was a great match uh and finley finley's bringing a physicality to his matches and i'm just like all right i can i can get behind this and, and i have and i am <laughs> dude there's just one spot that made me go oh shit and i think you mentioned it like like Shooter takes a lariat and he kind of lands on his fucking head. Ooh. Then takes a spear straight away. I'm like, oh shit, man, this match is great. Uh, Shooter gets his big win and then loses to Finley. Like, it's fine. Did he look like a million dollars losing too? Yes, he did. I, I'm more than happy with this, with how this match turned out. Uh, my prediction still stands, like I did say at the start. I don't know if I said it on here, but I definitely said it to you. I think Finley's winning the whole thing. I'm not so sure now, uh, but uh, they might be going the uh, break break my heart route with uh, a certain faction again. So you never know. Uh, or ELP might get involved. We don't know. But this match well, was awesome. And Shooter yeah, makes well, it, uh, Finley makes it to the finals, I think. Yeah. Or the next round. Yeah. When, when we get to the two folks that make it to the finals, we'll talk about the parallel storylines that they're running. You know, it's, it's, Makes a lot of sense. It's pretty cool. I, I am enjoying this uh, this uh, storytelling in this tournament uh, so far. You know, it's pretty great. So, so now we get to the main event, and uh, I'm not 100% sure how you feel about this match yet, but uh, here, I'm going to say this right now. Goto has had better matches in this tournament, and so has Tamatonga. Uh, because for me, I was just like, all right, we got the Never Champ versus a one of the. I'm just going to pain you to hear me say this. One of the best never champs. He had a great run as the never champ. We can't, I can't deny it. He Go was a never champ. Yes, I, I, that's how you feel about it. But uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty good back in the day. So all right, so we got a feeling out process, and I'm just like, all right, and I'm just like, all right, and you're going to do what, what's this slow feeling out process stuff? Like this is the two never guys. Like go, go, come on, go, go. They got to feel 30, man. Yeah. Tama gets Goto out of the ring, hurts his back. Uh, Let's get Goto get back in the ring before hitting him with a joke drop kick. This match is way too slow for me, Uh, especially, you know, multi-time never chance. Both of them are multi-time never chance as well. So come on, man. It's like Tama trying to just grind Goto down. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, sure, that's a tactic you can take, but it's your main event and it's – yeah, it's not an entertaining oh. one. <laughs> Tamar attempts his uh, rope run misdirect thing, but he he eats a lariat pretty quick there. Goto hits a fucking plancher on Tamar. I'm like, all right, yeah, all right, cool, all right, cool. Here we go. 
Uh, he doesn't do too many planches. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, Tama hits a superplex and uh, and uh, Goto lands on his back. Ouch! Again, because his back's been taped up. There's an exploder on Goto. There's that SRC DVD bomb that Tama does. And then the Supreme Flow. Hey, oh my God, it's almost like the SRC or the Supreme Flow should be your finisher. Why aren't you using the Supreme Flow? We can have more than one wrestler do a top rope finisher. I don't think uh, Tanahashi's going to be too mad about that, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, then we get this. Then we get what we, we we expect from a match like this is an awesome rope running spot, which ends in Valeno by Tama. Gun stun, no. Corner GTR, yes, but it, it kind of looks a, it was maybe the wrong angle or it looked a bit... Mm-hmm. There's a y- Yoshigoroshi, no, Gunstun, no, Bloody Sunday by Tama. And after Tama, Tama's like 100,000th attempt at the Gunstun, he actually hits it for the win. Uh, I think he needs, yeah, he needs to cut. I reckon if we cut the Gunstun from Tama, he'll grow in other areas in which, like, we kind of want him to, and we'll see fully that other side that. I, like I so desperately want and need to see. Uh, we we got to stop with the gun stunts. We got to stop with it. It's too many, too many. And I know everyone's like kind of been like, oh yeah, but doesn't Okada do the rainmaker thing stuff? But I don't know. That's all about like maintaining wrist control. Like even if he misses it, reverses, he'll still have the hold of the wrist when they do a double down, things like that. Okada's got ways of making that work even if you see it a hundred times in a match, like it's, it works. doesn't quite work. It works better with a move like that than it does with all these gun stun attempts. Um, I'm a little tired of so many attempts in, in a match. Like it's way too many. Well, the way it used to work, like this is what Carl Anderson would do is if, if someone was going to block the gun stun, he would do it like, in an aerial way, meaning he would be kind of up in the air and they'd throw him off. That's how it would work. He wouldn't hold on. And then they both just look like idiots. You know, I'm, I'm, I just hate that so much. It's like the match is going fine. And then whoever, you know, they hit the gun stun, but no, they hold on to it, which means that it would, the move would work. (laughs) I mean, doesn't make any sense. Like, Like if the opponent held on to it, that would mean the match or the move would work even more. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. So is it a move that works just like the Rainmaker and stuff? It can, but I just don't, I don't like the way that it's being blocked. I think it just kills the momentum of the match. And I agree. Uh, like, it's like when, uh, when Teton hits his drive by clothesline and just fucking falls to the outside and lands the crowd's like, yeah. Oh, that's what happens when, you know, this this goes on as Tama, you know, goes for, oh, he's going for the gunstone. Here we go. Oh, 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 you know, that's what always happens. It's just I don't like it. And uh, yeah, if he could get new moves and not be doing bloody Sundays and stuff like from, you know, 10 years ago, I don't know. I just wish the guy had more to him. You know, I, I think that he has become a generic baby face. And like, I feel like. You and I are like Fox Mulder with Tamatonga. We want to believe. Sure. Uh, but uh, we don't necessarily do. And uh, it sucks for us because he's our champion. Uh, so, yeah, there is and, that. And this is kind of, you know, I said it 50 times, but we're in the falling action of the New Japan Cup. Now, I, I'm sure the finals will be good, 
I'm not saying they're going to be bad or anything, but suddenly the match quality changes. It's not bad, but we, we aren't seeing those highs that we were seeing earlier in the tournament. So either that is just because, you know, it's just a coincidence uh, or it's, you know, because dudes are motherf- motherfuckers be tired, you know, might be that. They're tired. I mean, like, wow, you're tired in a New Japan Cup? Oh. You know, the G1 is like more grueling than this, right? So uh, motherfuckers need to work in cardio or something. I don't know. I say oh, that yeah. as someone who's not yeah, fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. You tell them. I mean, why don't you write them up a you know workout plan? I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll all so. appreciate it. <laughs> uh, how much do you weigh, Luke? Uh, no comment. <laughs> 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 no, uh, look, the wrestling's fine, but uh, oh yeah, definitely. I I thought Shooter and Finley was a way better match, a way better. And more never than the match that featured two multi-time never open champions. So ugh. yeah, I was bummed. Like the Goto and uh, and Tama used to use the running the ropes directional thing as a way to get to the parts of the match, and in this one they used the match to get to that, and then they barely used it. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's like the coolest thing you guys do together. And uh, you know, so I was whiny baby man watching this match, and I was rooting for Goto. What's wrong with me? Yeah, that's well. Speaking of things that are wrong with me and us, guess uh, who I was rooting for in the main event on the, on the last night recovering? I'm like, what the fuck? How is this? And the and the other guy's Dunkzilla, who's Aussie, and I really like her. And I'm like, fucking New Japan. I'm like, I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. Let's do it. Night eleven. We're at Gunma at the G at G Messi Gunma. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'll just quickly ask, um, dude, uh, and I totally understand because you've got stuff going on, but uh, do you want me to handle a lot of, let me know if you need me to handle some tags and I'll do it. No, no we can take turns. I, it was just that right. one night. I got, I got this stuff down. No problem. No problem, man. All right, I'll do it because uh, I want you to do the cover main event, I guess. So uh, I'll do I'll do Finley Tama. So uh, let's let's start off with uh, Oscar and Shooter uh, versus Zack Saber Jr. and Kosai Fujita. And uh, oh, I love it. Uh, dude, Zack Saber Jr. and Fujita, it was meant to be. It was meant to be because Fujita is trying to put together submissions that he's learned from Zack Saber Jr. Except the moves that he's trying to put on, he's trying to put them on on Oscar Lube, who's way too big, and he's not having it, and just clubs. Fujita in the face like I've been saying all this time like I wouldn't be doing that move because he can just reach up and swat you like a fly and he does it and I'm like yeah that I like that uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Shooter Umino continue to be magical together it was meant to be it's a lot of that in this match <laughs> <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, breaks a single-legged brab uh, on Fujita by Shooter by just repeatedly kicking him there's an exploder and an STF on Fujita and Shooter wins. And then uh, after the match, uh, Kevin's like, hey, uh, you going to go for that uh, TV title? Shooter's just gives this like cute little smile. He's like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, obviously this is a little bit of a preview match here. And I, I thought it was really funny that Fujita was not just learning a leg hold, but Zack Sabre Jr. was teaching him the, the art of the extra stank. He was teaching mm-hmm. him how to put the extra stank on the hole, which is just amazing. So I thought that was so great. All right. So next we have a six-man tag match. It is Ishii, 
Yano and Ryu Iwa versus El Phantasmo, Kenta and Chase Owens. Um, so Yano accidentally kicks the sponsor corner pad thing, and he's so beside himself. He's like, oh, my God. It's like it was totally on accident, not his fault, but he did it anyway. And the crowd was like, oh, you fucking asshole. And then he tries to protect it. But ELP just starts hitting moves on it, like suplex and dropping an elbow and all kinds of stuff. It's great. I thought that was funny. Chase uses the exposed turnbuckle to cut off Ishii after he gets a hot tag. And I'm like, why are you wrestling with Ishii? Why are you? Don't do that. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, would, he, he tries to grab out ELP, which is pretty funny. They do a fish out of water spot and ELP uh, does pin Iowa with one of the roll-ups in the uh, uh, fish out of water spot. And after the match, Ishii and Chase fight each other. What? Yeah. Look, I actually kind of like the uh, Russian leg sweep Chase does into the exposed steel. It's a, he does that usually on the guardrail on the outside. I like that move. But I'm like, what's this Ishii versus Chase beef going? Like, get out of here. Where's Shingo at? What's going on? But yeah, agreed. And uh, next we have the House of Torture versus uh, Minari Suzuki, El Desperado, Red Narita, and Ryusuke Teguchi. And Renarita gets the full house of torture treatment here. There's this all four men just stomping stomping on him and pissing Suzuki off. So when Suzuki finally gets that tag, he starts kicking ass, big boots all around, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, this is where I write the note. I wonder if we're the only podcast that doesn't shit on House of Torture. Do you reckon Do you reckon that's true? Are we the only ones? Does everyone else just be like, oh, fuck this guy? So I don't know. I'll but, never uh, know because I don't listen to them. Well, I've listened to some here and there, but I try not to because, like, I don't want to steal anyone's shit, you know? I just, right. I, yeah, that's that's pretty much the reason. And so there's almost a gotch-style pile driver on Dick Togo, but uh, Taguchi wants that hot young lion tag. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Suzuki tags him in. And uh, all four of the uh, of the uh, face team, they start wailing and stomping on Dick Togo. A bum OA, but, but no ankle lock, but Togo makes the ropes. Show tags in, spanner into, oh, wrench into Gucci's ass. Uh, Taguchi hits the exposed steel, and then another spanner shot. Get near the end of the match, Mr. Guy. And there's, uh, what was this like? Uh, all four people on the uh, strong style team, they wail on Dick Togo. There's a uh, bum OA, but Togo kicks out. Oh my God, we're keep, keeping Togo strong. Ankle lock. No, he makes it to the ropes. Then show tags in. He puts a spanner into Gucci's bum. <laughs> Taguchi hits the exposed steel in a comical fashion. <laughs> and then another shot with the wrench in the head in the wrestling ring. Uh, and uh, House of Torture win. Another fun uh, House of Torture match. And, man, it's so nice to have them never wrestle chaos ever again. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, they did steal the belts briefly. You know, uh, the six-man belt. So it looks like maybe we're going to get a rematch of that coming up, hopefully. Um, I hope House of Torture loses again. But you never know. That might be a way to get those belts off uh, the other guys so they can do something else. But we'll see what happens. So uh, uh, that was fun. It was what it was. Next, uh, we have ELP joining English commentary. And he is awesome, <laughs> as usual. He sounds like this, man. Hey, kill yeah, man. I'm going to do, do quit stealing my shit. He was uh, accusing <laughs> every wrestler who was about to or thinking about doing a super kick not to steal his shit. So that was very funny. But the next match was, in fact, Jeff Cobb 
and Kyle Fletcher. What a cool tag team versus a tag team that's not nearly as cool. Yoshihashi and Hanma Hall. Yeah. <laughs> what a team. So it's anyway, not the most exciting team, is it? It's not. This is just there so that Fletcher can get over on Yoshihashi again and get a win over him, which is what he does. He does not pin him, though, because Cobb and Hanma, they love going on the tour together. I mean, how many tours? Oh, yeah. I mean, Hanma and Bushi have probably taken the most tours of anybody. You know, how many, That's true. How many tours do you think Hanma's taken? I mean, we're talking like 20 or 30. Yeah. I was going to say 30, and then I, I might say maybe 30, 35 for Bushi. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot yeah. of tours. It's kind of nice to get a free tour every once in a while, although it looks like there's a price to pay on the front end. So. <laughs> free surfboard lesson, uh, and, and except, uh, you know, you're the surfboard. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> By the way, uh, you know, uh, I like that. Uh, if you were you were to ask a wrestler a wrestling question, you'll get a very wrestling answer. Uh, Kevin asks uh, questions of <laughs> El Fantasmo, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Hanma's really oily because he goes to that air mattress place. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, you know the air mattress place where the, the nude massages and they put oil over themselves and they oil them. Like, okay, hey, Kevin, you ever <laughs> gone many- to the massage place, Kevin?" <laughs> and he's then, then he's then he's like uh, Kevin's like so uh how many times have you been fired from commentary uh twice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that whole the whole kicking trees thing came from him on commentary with Kevin so I hope they do more of this because he's great on there it's that's another they, kickboxer they, thing too isn't it <laughs> probably yeah he does mention the Taipei death match doesn't he. <laughs> By the way, right, you... so the, uh, yeah, sorry. The yeah. next match was uh oh wait, uh so let's see here. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, you're up, buddy. There we go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I forgot you mentioned that uh you're Hanma like gets you, to it. You made me yeah, you made me think I was dumb, but it turned out <laughs> you were dumb. <laughs> I was dumb the whole time. Dun 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 <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not dumb too, buddy. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, dumb and Dumber, the uh, Never Dumb and Dumber podcast. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we got Bushi and Shingo versus Arunare and the Great Okan. And uh, oh, yeah. So uh, he's uh, is ELP generally dis dis does he de- uh, does he genuinely dislike this new Bullet Club theme like everybody else does, or is it just like another way that he's so out of Bullet Club very soon? Because he does rag on it as that uh, as the book club boys come. Oh no! It's a bad song. It's really bad. Yeah, he does rag on it though. Uh, ELP wants Hanare and Shingo to do pretty much a kickboxer match, which uh, <laughs> I already mentioned just before. But uh, and then uh, El Fantasmo always refers to Shingo as Daddy every time he mentions him. I love that. I love it. Then uh, Hanare stamp. Oh, why are all my notes what ELP says on commentary? Oh, yeah, because he's really funny and borderline distracting with how good he is. <laughs> Hanare stamps his foot and El Fantasma's like, is he doing a super kick? Don't steal my shit, dude. And I feel like he yelled it out so loud it almost echoed throughout the arena. I'm pretty sure Hanare even heard that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an ultima on Bushi, though, while Shingo is in the sheep killer. And then Hanare at the end of the match calls his spot and challenges Shingo. And Shingo's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And uh, that's not enough for Hanare. Hanare's like, no, 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 dude. 
I beat you twice, so I choose the rules. And I'm like, I don't get to vote on that, but I'm going to allow it. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I don't think the voting really matters anyway, but uh, yeah. you know, call me call me a cynic. You know? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, this is pretty cool. I'm glad after Hanari's amazing match with Shingo, he's going into a program with Shingo. That's great. That's that's fun stuff. I'm really happy. That also means that we'll probably get more tag matches between uh, LIJ and United Empire, which is always great. Always so, a good time. Yeah. Well, uh, next, uh, you know, we have uh, the greatest referee in the world uh, or in New Japan, and it's it's referee Chumpy. He's here and he's here to ref the next match, which is Yo and Leo Rush tagging up together all alone for the first time in a while. Um, and, and they are facing two men whose names were so amazing. I couldn't even write them down. So uh, who was I'm going to say Hiromu and Naito. There was Hiromu and Naito. That's right. So um, ELP at the beginning of this match, he says Leo Rush has a bad look, meaning his clothes suck because he's been hanging out with Yo too much. (laughs) (laughs) He's just speaking the truth. That's correct. He also says that Yo did an art show using poop as the medium. And we, you know, I know that we think he's probably right about the art show part, but we know that the medium was his favorite liquid, which is pee. So yeah, it's definitely pee pee. You know, maybe there's a little pee pee poop in the pee. I mean, that can happen, you know. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. That seems Marty like got so fun. pissed off with having to stop the tour bus all the time that uh, he, he's a he's a bottle. Just do it in that, and then that then it was like, oh, I can make something with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Remember, remember in Yo's uh, wrestler's diary when he talked about all the, the peeing and how he had to pee all the time. And he said, he's like, yeah, my friends, you know, say I should get a car. Maybe it's everybody on the bus. Like, hey, why don't you get a fucking car so you can drive yourself and stop as many times as you want? <laughs> so, That's right. That's Maybe they should get a bus with a with a toilet on it. I don't know if they have those in, in America. Yeah. They have them in Australia for long they distance do. bus rides. Yeah. They what do. are they doing? But uh, LIJ are in this match and they're assholes. And Yo's like, oh, I'm totally going to pin Naito. And he <laughs> Destino for the win. On yeah. Him. Look, I see a match like this and I, I look at it and I'm like, who's the most pinnable guy in this match? <gasps> it's Yo. Yay. <laughs> oh, who That's won cool. previous match? Show did. Yay. Yeah. Um, I still think Yo's the Genetti. So uh, no, one can, no one can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's still like a, a fantastic wrestler, but yeah, goddamn. Man, it's like it's like they've both turned in the Genetti though. When Sonata's got like five times the personality you do, there's a problem. Yeah, right, so, <laughs> and that's before he went to he joined Just Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. It's uh, one of our last semi, oh, one of two semi-final matches. It is David Finley versus Tamatonga. And I'm going to say it again, if I haven't said it enough already, Finley's been crushing this tournament, and there's no slow start. None. Why? Because Finley ain't playing that shit. He goes straight after Tamatonga. No powders, none of that. He is the anti-Jay White yeah. in uh, pretty much every respect. Man, I like it. At the start, he catches uh, <laughs> Tamar in midair, and Tamar's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sends him down. First minute, first five minutes just fly by, and I'm like, oh, Yeah. That's how it should be for a never match. And I know it's a tournament match for the New Japan Cup, Mr. Andy, but when you're facing the never open champion, you expect uh, you expect something, don't you? So, uh, yeah, and Tam- Tama, 
must have um, already in the future have listened to this show and realized, uh, oh, my Scorpion Deathlock sucks because he actually does a good one here. So, uh, yeah, or Finley's just able to take the move better. So, yeah, I like that. So uh, Finley makes this match more never, and he's not the never champion. Like, I don't know, man. This whole time he's been stiff, high work rate moves, throwing dudes around, trying new stuff, like kind of cementing his style as, as, we, as he goes along. I'm digging it. There's just a big nitpick I have for this match, and I've already mentioned it in the Goto match. You know how Ishii's transitional move might be like an Inziguri or something like that? Like Taichi has, has that like transitional move, which it feels like a like a kick or something like that. Yeah. It turns out Tamatonga's the gun stun attempt. And I'm fucking sick of the gun stun attempt. Also, get rid of the gun stun. Dude, I feel like there's like a couple things holding Tama back, though that. And uh, yeah, his theme tune, which still says Cutthroat Era, and Jay White's not even in the company. I've already mentioned all this. So I'm beating a dead horse and beating a horse next to it until it's dead, and then beating that some more. <laughs> You're, the police are after you for beating yeah, horses to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look, there's a and only minor cheating. You, like I know Gato does his distraction stuff if, when he if and when he can, and there's a bit of a tight pull at one point. But uh, compared to a Jay White match, cleanest damn sheet. Trash Panda for the win here, and and I almost said Fit Finley, I did, but David Finley, uh, he goes to the finals. It's a it's a good match. I really like it. I just. I just need that one kind of spot that happens over and over and over again to stop. Or he needs yeah, to do, yeah. he needs to figure, look, he needs to watch, I can't believe I'm saying this, he needs to watch like a shit ton of Randy Orton matches, even just a clip of like RKO's out of nowhere. You can do that with the gun stun, dude. Come on. Yeah, he, he steals all uh, Roman Reigns shit. Might as well steal uh, Randy Orton shit too, right? You know? Yeah. So he tried to hit a Superman punch in this match. Too, by the yeah, way, it was I saw that to be, and he missed it. And it was, uh, there was a weird thing that happened in this match where, right at like David Finley had pulled the tights, and so that was one of the only times he cheated in the match. And then, like, uh, Tama Tonga played possum and like drew him in for like a you know, a quick uh, sharpshooter, right? And I was like, why are you doing that? And why are you hitting the bloody Sunday? I don't know, man. I think that Tama Tonga needs some depth he needs like something different to come out of him and i know he just had a character change but oh. i think he needs uh you know he needs a, a big ch- like a lot of changes in, in, dude there's uh, also the there's also like gun stun get rid of it what's the point of this hot supreme flow like tama i'm sure tanahashi won't be too mad that somebody else does a top rope finisher i'm sure yeah yeah it's it's fine. So um, there is one really cool part here where uh, he gets up uh, Tama Tonga, meaning he gets up so high for the blue thunder bomb that uh, Finley does. That Finley just kind of has to let it let go of him, and he just kind of goes spinning off in the streets here. And it's like wow, that was really cool. So you know, was this match great? I don't think so. Was it good? Oh yeah, definitely good. Yep. And uh, you know, Tama Tonga and David Finley are both very good wrestlers. It's just. 
you know, I I don't know. I, like I said earlier, I feel like that, that we had already crossed the, you know, uh, the rising action and the climax of the New Japan Cup, and we were hitting the falling action. Uh, so these matches to me were just, they were just okay, you know. So uh, next we have the main event, Luke, and the last New Japan, New Japan Cup match leading up to the finals. It is Sonata, one member of just five guys versus United Empires, Mark Davis, Mr. Dunkzilla himself. And uh, there's a big reveal because Sonata has changed his look because, you know, that's what you do when you're trying to do something different. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting that him and Finley are both kind of going through the same type of change. And now they're going to, well, we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, Sonata has black hair now and he has no more beard. And so because he cut his hair, you can see his ear way better when he points at it. And now I know what he was doing. Definitely. Like before, it took me a second. I mean, what's he pointing at? His hair? <laughs> oh, his ear. Okay, now I know right away. So anyway, but he's on the ropes right away. And, you know, he's selling Dunkzilla as a monster. And they kind of do a little bit of a big man, little man match. You know, so Sonata attacks Dunkzilla's uh, leg, trying to chop down the tree. And Mark Davis hits a tope that looks so awesome. It just, like, cuts off Sonata you know, from the outside and, and uh, they both end up just like sitting next to each other, like, it, you know, in the fucking guardrail. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, there's a, so Sonata does that uh, deal where he does the Ric Flair bump over the uh, corner, stands on the apron. And as the guy's coming towards him, hits like a springboard uh, drop kick. So he does that. And Davis just is like, he shakes it off. It's like, he's unaffected. And so I was like, what the fuck? And so he hits a bunch more drop kicks, a, uh, but, you know, Sonata or uh, Dogzilla hits a huge suplex on on uh, Sonata. So Sonata just kind of out of nowhere. This is like another problem. I, I mean, that's not a problem. It's just kind of a weird part of this match where there isn't a lot of psychology. I mean, I described some, but I think that's me reading into it. And towards the end, none of that stuff matters that I talked about earlier. For example, out of nowhere, Sonata just gets a TKO. It's like, wait, what? I thought you were struggling with that. But that leads to a cool spot where he tries the moonsault. But Davis kind of moves and gets he, – he moves out of the way, picks up uh, Sonata for the three-stage powerbomb. It looks absolutely amazing. And then uh, and then this happens. This is weird too. So Dunkzilla goes to the top rope and just absolutely eats shit on a flying nothing. And Sonata <laughs> goes for a, a quick moonsault, but Davis gets the knees up. And commentary is like, oh, he was doing – he did that on purpose. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, so anyway, but there's O'Connor Bridge that gets a two from Sonata. But Dunkzilla, he responds with his alley-oop pile driver, which is called um, Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck, which is awesome. So there's yes. that. Uh, so it's <laughs> a, a Run the Jewels reference. Yeah. He's posting pictures of himself with guys running jewels, running all over right. jewels. Um, so Dunkzilla gets uh, gets up for the water slide, gets Sonata up for the water slide thing, but Sonata counters with this new move and just wins. So I just I don't know, like Sonata's comebacks kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and uh, it, I don't know, it just didn't. I don't know, it was just fine. It was a good match, but it, you know. So here we are, our finals are set. It's Sonata. Versus David Finley, Luke, we get a standoff, right? Yes, we do. Uh, Gato and Finley come out to talk shit and call them just five losers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, look, there's. I, I thought Dunk was going to annoy me because there's one. Immer- there's not many things that break my immersion with wrestling. 
Uh, one of them is, is, though, is when someone's going to the top rope to do a move and the guy laying down scoots over to get in position. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, don't do that. Oh, he's baiting him in because he's going to put the knees up. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'm going to allow this. But uh, funny thing with, with Sonata, like he comes out, he's got his new look, he's got the new haircut, the black hair, he's clean shaven. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy look, looks like uh, Kiru Kazuma for, from uh, from the Yakuza series, which is uh, really coincidental because I've, I'm, I'm playing my first Yakuza game right now. I'm going somewhere with this, but trust me. So I'm playing the game at the start, and I'm like, eh, I like it, but I'm not sure about this uh, Kiru character. He's kind of like stoic and eh. And then it switches characters to uh, Majima, Goru Majima, who's like, much more vibrant with his personality and everything like that. And I was loving his sections. And then I, you know, don't know how many main missions there are in a thing before you move on. And I was like, oh, no, I'm back to Kiru. But, but by the time I finished that second section with uh, Kiru, I was just like, all right, this guy's fucking clicked with me. I'm loving it. I'm like, I don't even care if I go back to the Majima now. I'm like, I'm in. I'm sold. And uh, that's kind of... What is happening to me with Sonata? I can't believe this. So I wasn't digging him quite much. You know, everyone knows this. Um, fuck Sonata and all this kind of stuff. But you put him in a faction full of guys that I'm super into, just four guys. I, I love that. I love them. That's no secret. And then you put Sonata in there. He's shown more personality. This whole tournament. He's got a new finisher, new look, new everything, except for the music, which may come later, may not, doesn't matter. But at least he's, like, changed absolutely everything else. Even his wardrobe, uh, he'll come out in uh, more white and goldish kind of a, kind of a look like uh, like a Tai Chi would. So, yeah, they've – son of a bitch, they're turning me around on Sonata. And I love that about wrestling. You know, you can be like, man, this guy sucks and doesn't work for me at all. And in the span of a New Japan Cup, I care about – about Sonata and what he does next. What the fuck is going on, man? And that's cool. I know. It's it's good that it happens. Now, this match here especially makes me feel like, all right, and the, and the parallels between Finley and Sonata, and I'm like, yeah, all right, you were right. It was always going to be these two in the finals. So, I don't know. That Maybe they had less time to pre- prepare this match or whatever. Then... Uh, than he would have with uh, Osprey or something like that. He's also never wrestled uh, Davis in a singles match before. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But yeah, it was a good. Of course, was it great? Eh, yeah, not really. But I still had a lot of fun watching it. So this made me think that Sonata was supposed to have beaten Will Osprey in this round to get to what we're getting to in the finals. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know that. They just kept the booking the same, which which says a lot about confidence in Mark Davis, too. You know what I mean? So I I think Definitely. that uh, well, Kevin Kelly was saying that United Empire made a ton of money on this tour. And I hope he's right. Meaning future money is what he's talking about. So, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they don't leave without a contract or agreements to do a lot more shit. So uh, I don't know. I'm excited for uh, what's coming up. And now the finals are set, Luke. It's going to be the Rebel. Versus the guy who points at his ear. Um, it's, it's it's interesting. But like I said, isn't it is it is a pretty cool parallel storyline that they are both, you know, have just recently joined a new faction. 
they are both doing something different with their look uh, that involves black hair dye. And uh, they both have uh, kind of started doing different moves and stuff, too. So I, I'm interested to see how this works. Now, I was thinking about this, and it seems to me, I could be wrong, but it seems to me the story is, is that Gato is looking for his best chance to take the belt from Okada. That's all that he cares about, right? I mean, he acts like he cares about Jay White, but the reason why he was attached to Jay White is because Jay White had had Okada's number. So, and, and Gato knew that, and he helped him beat Jay White or uh, beat Okada. So, you know, it, it's all about reven revenge on Okada, even though he was the one that turned on Okada. But anyway, so I just feel like that he, that Gato thinks that Finley is his best shot right now to, you know, to get after Okada. So that's what he's going to be used for. And that makes me think that he's going to win. Um, or if he were to lose, it would be by interference from El Phantasmo. I mean, that's that's kind of like the two ways I see this, or the you know the way this I see this going. But uh, what do you think? They've, they've been teasing this El Phantasmo stuff, and it hasn't come to a head yet. So I have to imagine that it's going to come to a head in, in the finals in some way, even if it's just after the match or something. I have to imagine something like that is going to happen. By the way, I, I do like that. Uh, Sonata shaves his face. Finley grows a beard. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think if like, okay, so the match is over. Finley cheats to win or something like that. He's got, he wins the new Japan cup. And uh, who's going to come out to challenge for the briefcase. Here it is. It's fucking, um, it's fucking ELP. What do you think? Does he get a briefcase, or does does he just get an automatic title shot at Sakura Genesis? Here, here it comes to challenge. Yeah, you're right. That I'm talking about the G1. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been a long. So, time. so does he? Does ELP like kind of join LIJ? You know, be with his daddy, or is he? That'd be is cool. it, or here's something even more wild. Uh, I think you even mentioned this to me. So I'm gonna steal your shit. Uh, just six guys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, you never know. But uh, I don't know. And it, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into a final that has Sonata in it. So New <laughs> Japan has done something right. <laughs> one time, one time, folks, uh, you know, Sonata made the finals of the G1 Climax. And I, I you like had a conniption fit. I mean, <laughs> it's like the worst thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> At least that's gave, the way he made it seem. So. I gave that match so much shit that it would have uh, sustained Yo's artwork for like six months. <laughs> that is <hilarious. laughs> Well, the card's out for the New Japan Cup finals. Uh, you know, it's it's basically just in a few hours. You know, we got the two title matches that we know about. What else is going on on the show, Luke? All right, so uh, we won't spend uh, mega, mega lots of time fantasy book or anything like that, but we've got Yudo Nakashima and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hey, it's good to see the ace back uh, versus Doki and Taichi. So that makes me feel good. Uh, Doki and Taichi are going to get a win. Yay. <laughs> we've got uh, Ryoha Iwa and Shuda Umino versus Kosai Fujita and Zack Sabre Jr. So that's uh, another preview match there for their upcoming match, I guess, at uh, probably Sakura. We've got uh, Honma, Ishii, and Tamatonga versus El Fantasmo, Chase Owens, and Kenta. Uh, what I want from this match, I want uh, one of the Bullet Club guys, <clears throat> not Chase Owens, to pin Tamatonga. I need to know who the fucking next guy going for Tama's belt is. I need to know. I need to know who's up for that Never title. Right. 
Uh, I do. I need. I need to know. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next match we got uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, Toriyanu, Renarita, and El Desperado versus uh, the House of Torture. All four guys there. So you know, maybe a tease for uh, a, a, a never six man match. You never know. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Shingo and Naito versus Hanare and the Great Okan. Man, wow, who wins that? Who loses that? Oh, not Great Okan, please. <laughs> Probably, because, like, yeah. you know, Hanare's been winning. But, I mean, it'd be great to see him pin uh, Shingo again. How cool would that be? If he pins him be? a third time, he's definitely not winning that singles match. <laughs> yeah, but that would – but either way – I don't, you know, I don't care about Hanare winning any titles. I care about him getting, you know, forward movement for his character and stuff. And that's yeah. what's going on here. So, you know, regardless of what he wins or not, he's getting put over here by one of the best wrestlers in the business. So, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Especially since I was worried because half the tour was Shingo versus Ishii. And I'm like, did they forget about Hanare here? I hope not. <laughs> uh, no, no, they did not. And uh, if Hanare wins, uh, wins or loses... Uh, have Ishii come out and challenge the winner. Doom. Yeah. Boom. Done. Nice and easy. Uh, next, we have uh, Team Fisherman with Kazuchika Okada versus uh, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis Aussie Open. Oh my God, that trio. That's going to be a, a freaking awesome that match. That match is going to be awesome because I. So I think. Does Jeff Cobb like have a match with Okada coming up in like America? That seems like something I've heard about. Or maybe. Maybe he's going to face Kenny Omega at one of these uh, America shows. But I don't know. It would be nice to see him get oh, a yeah, title you know, shot. Nice you know? champion. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I know he's got – Cobb's got some big, like, singles matches coming up. So seeing him in there with Okada, that's a good deal either way. And it's nice – it'll be nice to have Okada back. And, again, that you're right. That team of Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis, holy shit. And then, of course, we have your two, uh, you know, championship matches, the uh, – Junior heavyweight title match, which is uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Leo Rush. And then the main event will be Sonata versus David Finley, where all the kind of questions will be answered and maybe more questions will be raised. Uh, After seeing all that preview stuff, I kind of feel sorry for Sonata and David Finley because Leo Rush and Hiromu, I think they're going to absolutely crush it. But it is still going to be a New Japan main event. It's going to be great. We we know it. Also, that uh, six-man match, I want one of the Aussie Open guys, uh, maybe Mark Davis, to pin either Yoshihashi or Goto to further cement. Hey, tag title shot, please. Please and thank you. Give it to us. Yeah, and if they need to take a, a tour to get there, I'm not mad. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be mad. So, Nope. So it looks like a, a pretty fantastic show. Some of the tag matches before the two mains look to set up uh, some uh, title matches and feuds in the future. So, uh, I'm in. I'm, uh, I'm digging what New Japan is laying down. So, man, it feels good to be, like, really excited for New Japan, even when they're, like, pushing wrestlers. When, yeah, a month ago, fuck Sonata. Now, all right, I'm going to allow this. Let's Let's go. <laughs> That's the thing, man. We always end the show with uh, Engator We Trust because they know how to book, man. They really do. And, like, that's one of the greatest things about New Japan is that they book properly almost always. And so, and a lot of times it's surprise stuff, but you still want it because they know how to build guys up and how to tear them down and all that stuff. So, you know, it's nice to uh, see some folks who haven't gotten the benefit of that awesome booking to finally get some. That's right. So, yeah, that's... uh... That's our big monster show, everybody. 
it uh, we, <laughs> I remember last episode we were saying uh, we might break these up, so uh, you might expect a f- quite a few episodes, everyone. And uh, instead, life got yeah. We tried. Uh, we tried to record like <laughs> the end of last week, and uh, I was I was uh, I sounded like a Dalek the whole time. So uh, hopefully, I didn't sound too Dalek-y today, Mister Guy. You would have told me by now. Yeah. Well, you don't sound yeah, like garlic so. either, so. <laughs> I have to imagine you don't know what Daleks are, but that's okay. <laughs> Most other people will. It's all good. All right. So, unless you have anything to add, Mr. Guy, uh, you did say it earlier, but it bears repeating. In Gato, we trust. <laughs>